What is up, everybody? Welcome to Chalkcast number 12. Did you guys hear that by chance? You did hear that. So you guys are getting deafened as well. I don't know what that was. I think it's a weird thing with OBS Ninja, <laughs> but my bad. That's why it's called a Chalkcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We're going to be talking about uh, all the roster rumors that have been going on um, in the Rocket League community. We have, wait, which, uh, where's everybody? We got top left, we got CJ, CJ. Top right is Johnny, the boy himself. Bottom left is Hoodie. And bottom right is Yummy Cheeseman, which I barely fit his Twitter at in there. You can see it's basically three pixels, <laughs> but it's there. Oh my. It's there at the end of the day. You used extra room for Hootie Hoo, and, and I just have to try and fix it. <laughs> it just like goes past the border. <laughs> I'm to try my best to fix it. You're just, it's just so large. There it, it is. A long at. That's, uh, nice. that's, that's the best we get. That's the best you get from me. You can, you can say I tried. Um, Boys, gentlemen, do we want to start with... Uh, NA? Is that the plan? Yeah, let's just get it over with. Let's just get it over with. Okay, we, we, we were gonna We were going to do a show last week, and we are like, I don't think there's enough, you know, enough content. There's not enough roster rumors yet. And then within True. the space of about the next three days, we were like, okay, yep, I think it's time to do a stream. Now, we were smart to wait, though, because we were going to do this last week, but there just weren't enough things out yet. So exactly. Now there's loads to talk about, so here we are, roster rumor episode. NA's been pretty quiet though. NA's got to step yeah. up. There's nowhere near enough uh, rumors and leaks and uh, everything in between from NA. We need what more. are they doing? It's a snooze fest over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're not announcing rosters yet. There's there's just silence. Credit to them actually. They've still got the number one uh, talked about story though, of course. Uh, that of course being Rettles. And we were actually mm. just talking about before we went live. Rettel's YouTube channel and how well he's done both on Twitch and YouTube to capitalize on him being the most clickbait thing in the Rocket League community. So first of all, congrats to Rettel's on knowing what to do in that situation. He's on the grind. Um, but the official Rettel's position is that he's off Space Station Gaming. And he's talked about that a bunch. Arsenal's made a post or made a video about it, right? On Twitter. Uh, Space, Space Station themselves just tweeted it six hours ago. Yeah, they tweeted like it's out, it's official, and then there's rumors that his replacement is LJ, but that's not confirmed yet. That's that's where it's all at. But who do you you've been have you been following the whole Rettles saga? Yeah, um, I think the the thing that made it explode was just the whole like worlds whispers, right? Like he found out so early, you know what I mean? And everybody, mm -hmm. in my opinion, kind of. I don't know. I feel like they kind of blew that up into something that it really, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. But, you know, I guess in, in the Rocket League space, we don't get a whole lot of juicy drama. So I guess people <laughs> are, you know, they're they're trying to make it something that it wasn't. But so you, you mean that the fact he found out at Worlds, you're referring to he. Yeah, I think he said so himself or I can't remember at this point <laughs> where it all came from. But yeah, it became it became public knowledge that he'd found out on like the Saturday. Right. Like after they were eliminated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I, I mean, it was just like, deal, yeah, exactly. it was just, it was met with such crazy backlash that like, like you said, Arsenal kind of had to tweet out a video of like, you know, walking everybody through what happened, which like I said, I just feel like it was, I mean, sure it wasn't ideal, you know, it's not the greatest way to handle things, but it was just, I don't know. I just don't feel like it was that big of a deal. People mm -hmm. went it's just crazy. the same as anybody else getting kicked, right? That's what I always said. I, I do think that it lent in that the fact that when, when people heard that it was at Worlds, they assumed it was in the middle of the tournament on Thursday, yes. you know, and that would have actually been a big issue. But it mm -hmm. was after they lost, at least. Yeah. 
for is that like is that a popular opinion though well i i think you're right initially everybody was like up in arms about it they're like yeah. how could they do this at right after worlds what are they thinking uh you know how could he find out a worlds from a different player how could they not have the respect to tell him initially that seemed like a pretty common reaction but it, are, are we all like in the agreement that it's not that bad that he found out a worlds or is that something is that a point of contention Oh, I think you definitely want to be earlier than rather than later is is always better. I don't know about um, immediately because you think that you know once you know when you've when you've lost when you got knocked out of a big tournament everything's pretty fresh. You're always going to be like my team sucks, my team's the worst. I want to leave. So to actually like make something happen, particularly with those guys because they had such a an unfortunate um, you know sequence of mm. events in that tournament with how Arsenal was and stuff like that. It's pretty hard to. It feels pretty hard to make a decision based on, I guess, their performance and screams and stuff like that, given that Arsenal was a bit of a non-factor until, you know, maybe one or two series because of his illness. So I, I think the whole thing still, even though they did tell him after they got knocked out, it still seemed a bit strange that they were so quick to be like, nah, like we're done. This team isn't going to work. Um, well, I think, I think that was decided before the event actually started. So... Oh really? Is so, that so, maybe, so maybe that's like a big thing where people are assuming that like, uh -huh. since they're doing it so quickly after that, maybe it was just already decided anyway or something mm. like Pretty that. Meditated. Yeah, I, I mean it seems reasonable to expect it that uh, it was similar with uh, Scrub Killer and Vitality in RLCS season eight. He was kicked pre yeah, delay essentially, true. like they were ready to drop him and turn into a, the their French super team, um, and they still managed to perform. But usually. I would say when you have issues like that, when you want to drop somebody, you're much more likely to tilt. And, and apparently we did see that from Arsenal based on on uh, comms videos. But It, that's it is interesting, also... though, because it's like the opposite of what is normally the problem where they don't tell the person early enough, right? <laughs> they hold out on it and don't say anything, and then that person's left with mm. so little time to find a team and figure out what's going on. But now it's the opposite where, like, <laughs> I guess we told him too early or it slipped out <laughs> or whatever, so... There's just there's, there's, gonna there's find never the perfect a, time to get that. Yeah, I, I think there's just like there's no right way to do it. I think especially yeah. if there is a fan base for a team, people are always gonna be upset. Um, people like I mean I I've like gone into some of these people's chats and like people are just hating for like I mean yeah. for like a reason that basically I'm assuming they just like made up like calling players snakes and like all that stuff. It's just like <laughs> it's like bro, how do you expect somebody to improve themselves if they're not like willing to make a change in like this big business thing you know multi-million dollar big big ordeal you know it's just like people don't mm. understand that like roster changes are they happen they're natural and without them there's no progression but was it was it confirmed though before the tournament was that said in a video because i i know that they had team issues going in but it wasn't like the scrub situation where like you know the, the there's rumors of of uh of lj um on space station joining it's not i feel like they weren't going in going yeah we're going to pick up lj after this tournament like reddles is gone i think they had a, a few team issues they were saying with scrims and stuff like that they weren't streaming too well um but i still i don't think it was like a done deal going into worlds i just think that it was like okay now we've lost like that was still wasn't fun um let's make a change I, I think that team like wasn't a hundred percent broken up. Yeah, some people are some people are mentioning as well. Um, it's not about the change itself; it's about how he found out and how he found out through another player, apparently, True. like somebody else who wasn't on his team. So, how oh, bad yeah. do you think that is? That hurts. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, 
Maybe they just what was it? I, I swear I read somewhere, and I don't think I'm I I don't. By the way, just a quick heads up for chat. I know absolutely zero. I'm in such a good spot. I I'm, I'm having such a good time. I know nothing about rosters. I can speculate. It's great. Rizzo, meanwhile, he knows everything, so he can't say anything. Which is, you know, he's, he's, he's having a nightmare. Today. I don't. I don't. To, I to, don't know everything. I just have to sit here and smile. <laughs> he has to like tiptoe around everything. I'm just like I'm clueless. I'm absolutely clueless, which is great. But uh, I I swear I read somewhere that they um with the rattle situation they were, they didn't want to tell him on that day because it was like right after the loss and they're like oh no how do we tell him <laughs> like when should we tell him but they did tell other people obviously. That's right. how they found out. I, I think that's like a rough position mm. of like, you know, you're about to make a change and you want to see who's willing, but you just can't keep your mouth shut, I guess, for like, mm. uh, you know, it's like you should, you should not say anything, but it, I feel like it's just, it's such a hard situation to not say anything. Cause you, I, I feel like mm. a lot of times you would probably be pretty excited to, to be able to make a move to like, see who's interested in joining you. And so like a lot of players would kind of jump at the opportunity to be like, Hey, like, between me and you, you know, and then as soon as you say between me and you, it's between everybody, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Oh, like there's yeah, no like every Actually, like once so you, once you say it to somebody, you have to assume that everybody in the scene knows as soon as it's said. Uh, it's uh, so bad in OCE as well. Like we we have situations where you tell someone something, and then literally a minute later, you're getting a message from some random like. 10 teams away that's like oh my god is that true it's just like <laughs> how, how is this happening like it's like a network everyone's just it like, must do you reckon that like if, if lj was planned to some degree like before like i don't know if he was or not um or if he's still like the guy they're going for but if lj was like someone they were talking to maybe he talked to someone else who talked to someone else who told a player at worlds who told mm -hmm. everyone at worlds who told rails and then it got back to him like it's almost impossible Unless like you absolutely trust the the new replacement player, then it's impossible not to eventually leak from someone. And, and and I think that they were doing the right thing in not telling him straight away because like as you said, they were they were obviously going to tell other people in that in that moment as soon as they lost like they Arsenal and Dan would have been talking about next season. But you don't want to you don't want to tell Reddles because what well, they got knocked out on the Saturday. You don't want to be telling. You know, like it's, it's one more day into Worlds, and then let's deal with it on Monday. You know, let's deal with it when Worlds finishes. You know, let's let's <laughs> let it let's let everyone still have fun. But obviously, they're home. still discussing yeah. discussing next season. Yeah, let him get home first, but then obviously it's got out, which makes them look bad because he found out through other sources while still at Worlds. But I don't think it was the worst thing to to leave it. They they tried to put it off until after Worlds, which makes sense. And they obviously were already discussing it internally. Somehow it's got out. The problem is that it's got out internally. The problem isn't that, you know, Reddles found out through other sources and they didn't tell them like first. It's just that it did get out in the first place. So I think they were doing the right thing in that in that respect, yeah. not telling him straight away, like, you're kicked. Yeah. Or like even on the Sunday, hey, enjoy your world champs because you don't have a team anymore. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, <laughs> oh, good, good morning. Now that you've slept off like the pain from being limited from worlds, you're that, kicked. That, okay, that's day, actually like... a really good point because I didn't think about that. Like, I feel like you'd be more open to be like telling another player of like, hey, like, you know, we're probably going to do this. Like, would you be interested compared to telling Reddles initially? Like, hey, mm -hmm. like, like literally fresh, like rip the bandit off. Like, hey, like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're kicked. We, I know we lost like six hours ago, but like, so like you're definitely yeah, more, you're, your you're, you're more open mate. to the conversation of having another player join you <laughs> compared to just kicking that player right then. Yeah, and well, you, have to make, you have to make the conversation. It's your job to like make the conversation about having another, make, getting the replacement that you want. If you're kicking someone, you've got to get the absolute best replacement that you want. And you don't do that by not talking to them. 
also so beforehand yeah. so you have to come monday job. you know if you learn saturday sunday whatever come monday those players aren't together anymore it's so much easier to have a conversation in person of just mm. like hey like true you know it's a much easier thing so maybe they want to like get that conversation yeah. out like that in there like if you're riddles would you rather find out monday or like at your teammate coming up to you on the sunday world storm like hey man you know what's worse than getting eliminated from worlds not having a team <laughs> see you later kid <laughs> like, just make it really cryptic suck. just walk away <laughs> just walk Could, then couldn't be me and then walk off <laughs> I think teams like there's been other teams that have had this same problem where their players find out from like another player or just someone else behind the scenes before their team tells them. But it always from my, from what I can see happens so fast that the team didn't even have a chance anyway. It's like well people just talk, so it's bound to happen. I don't know if people can really hold it against the teams or should hold it against the teams. The guild one comes to mind, like when uh, Nolly got kicked and he didn't find out from them. I swear that whole thing happened in like a day. From uh, I can't remember there, like the the initial like idea to bench him to him finding out from another team that he's getting benched. Yeah, there's so many variables too, like contracts and whatever else. And so I feel like you know those two have the idea, whichever two they have the idea of making a change, but then like if that doesn't go through, you know they're I guess they're trying to have a plan A and a plan B, right? So like we don't want to tell this player go find a new team because hmm. then plan B is ruined, and then if plan A doesn't go through, they're stuck. Which I, I'm not saying is right, but I feel like that's kind of why. A lot of times they hold it from that third player. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Does like it? in <laughs> You don't know what I'm talking it... about, CJ. <laughs> uh, let's work. In regards to that though, we've we this we sort of briefly before we get into, you know, a few more of the, the roster moves, we've had sort of the, the hot topic now because we have had a few, you know, interesting moves. We've had a few, you know, friends joining friends, nations joining nations, stuff like that. Do you think that there should be you know, I'm sort of referring to Nolly's tweet a bit here. Do we think there should be more sort of control from an organizational standpoint on these moves so we don't constantly have like, oh, I'm fighting with this person. I don't want to play with them anymore. I'm going to go play with my mate. Or, you know, there's obviously, basically players have all the power, don't we? Like, although, we're, yeah. you know, they sign yeah, to they orgs, do. they have buyouts. If a player wants out, if a player wants to go to another team, orgs basically have to try and make it happen unless it's like physically impossible. But most of the cases in NA and EU, the orgs have the money to do it. And if the player wants to do it, they're going to have to because that's who they want to play with. So what are, you, what are your sort of thoughts on the, the player control? I think, I think in Rocket League, that's super hard. You know, if you're going to, let's say, a franchise system like Nolly said and giving orgs the power because in Rocket League, it's a three-man team and you don't know who's going to work together personality-wise or, or team-wise. It's so much harder to be like, I guess a professional unit rather than a friend unit when it's so small and so important that you synergize well together compared to like League of Legends where you have a five-man team and, you know, you, you're going to have uh, more of a team discussion rather than everything turning into a 2v1, uh, which is probably the biggest problem. And then orgs are just going to make the dumbest decisions. You know, they're going to put on the content creator onto the team because he's got lots of fans. Wait a segue. Fans think they're really second. good. <laughs> Did you say content creator on a team? Uh, CJ? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue to uh, the OCE scene uh, right now with Rizzo. I know your favorite player is currently down here in OCE at the moment, but he's just creating content. 
He's just creating content. What what's is with, what's, what's, with, what's with the for our audio listeners? What's with the air quotes there? I'm not too sure. I don't know. Yeah, what's, what's happening here? I don't there's, understand. There's, there's so explain. much content being created here in the in the OCE region right now for the man, Mr. Forky. What 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 can we hypothesize that he could possibly be doing in our country? What's going on down here? I don't, dude. I don't know. Okay, look. You obviously, you know, I'm a big Forky fan. So as soon as I saw like. I, like his stream title the first day I saw I'm pretty sure it was the first day he was there it was like ranked from OCE and I was like no no way <laughs> I was like it can't be real so I mean he, there's only really one big assumption there and it's that he's having like tryouts right I mean that's it's a pretty easy assumption for me to make at least like why like I'm no offense CJ and like Yumi but like why else would you go over there? You know, it's like <laughs> whoa, whoa, come on, oh my God. off the Australia bashing, what? mate. Wow, that's hard. I mean, come on. I mean, it has to be for a team. Like, he's yeah, he's visiting visiting Lachlan, but like, which one really? There's there's so many over there. There's a lot of over there. Which Lachlan? Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, so he, I, I do know actually... that at Worlds, when I saw Forky, the first thing he said, he's like, oh, I've got to dominate OCE. He didn't, he didn't say he was de definitely going to go to OCE, but he's like, I'm going to dominate OCE, or if I go to APAC, I'm going to dominate there. My, that's, my... That's, a, that's such a Forky thing it's to such say, a Forky to walk thing, up to you yeah. and be like, I'm going to dominate the Oceanic region. <laughs> <laughs> and then just it, actually move. <laughs> but he was, his that... team used to be power as well, for anyone who doesn't remember. Yeah. Their their esports decals are in the shop because of he's still Forky's signed. team. So, he signed the parcels content. I think, like, and Lachlan, it, the owner, loves him. As far as I'm imagine aware. the pressure though on him. Game. Like let's 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 theoretically, Forky's on an OCE team. Forky has the first guy to move to an inferior region in in the summer. <laughs> so, to go to go from a major region to an emerging region. He's the first guy purely because he can't crack it in the in the major region and thinks it's going to be easier to crack it. In the the emerging region, they've the been emerging region. for a while now, actually. Yeah, <laughs> the the emerging happening. season three region, <laughs> the expansion region. What, what's the pressure like though on this on this guy who's coming and gone? Well, if I can't crack it here, I'll crack it down 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 under and see how we go. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is content. That is content coming in for regionals. I I will absolutely be. I think that'll get eyes. That'll get viewers to the region. If everybody's you know, gonna watch that, it's it's great. Mm -hmm. He's, if he qualifies for regionals, which I'm sure he will. Like uh, everyone's watching that. Everyone's watching that. That's gonna be so well, so interesting. There's context around that because everybody thought that he would get a slot on power, but Fever has been announced on power. Uh, he's moved from Renegade, so Renegades are completely dead now. Uh, Forky, Forky has not. They're playing in a, a LAN qualifier, or they just qualified for a LAN without Forky. So maybe he's not getting in on that team. That would be the most likely scenario for him. I'm. I, I, this is this is my sort of hypothesis based on what's going on right now. Potentially, figuratively theoretically if you know obviously forky it, it feels like forky's not gonna uh leave it like that way if forky stays in oc or he's not just here for a couple of weeks uh who's, who's going we got rip that's, that, that's for just for some okay. that's for some bozo that's it's not like he's coming down here and, and for me it's not like he's gonna leave power because you know him and lachlan they're they're like two peas in a pod He's the guy that he's, he's tried to form teams around in North America to crack into the top 60 of the region <laughs> that just couldn't quite get there. 
Um, but he still stuck with him, even though that team went, he still kept him on as a content creator. Now he's down in OCE. There's no way that he's going to another OCE team. However, this OCE team, Power, already has three members. So what I'm thinking is the only possible situation. You chuck Forky on the sub roster, right? You chuck him as the sub, the sub. And I'm doing sub in quotation marks. Split one, ain't quite working out. Someone's not quite, you know, cutting it up. Lachlan makes the move, bang, Forky's in. Split two on the roster, kicks one of the guys on power. Here comes Forky. He's just going to mow him down, split two and three. Let's see how they go. I think he's wa- I think he's waiting in the wings for them to lose one regional, and then he's in. <laughs> that's what That's what I'm going to – that's what I'm hypothesizing. It has to be the, the first OG regional, region. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they don't win first regional, Forky's in. Mark my words. Yeah. I like it. I, I like it. it. It is the dumbest decision ever if he's come here to, and doesn't join the team or doesn't join a team because – there's no there's no content to be created in OCE. The only <laughs> matches you can get you at any time in the day. No, there's See, no you can't no, get no, ranked no. matches. CJ streamed for five hours the other day. There's definitely content. <laughs> yeah, but he's yeah. he's like he's like seventeen hundred rank or like twelve hundred in one. So okay, he's playing buddy. a lot of ones. Let's but, listen. No, but Forky is like 2,000. He's not going to find ranked matches unless people are sniping him like they did in his first stream. Like the first stream he did, every single OC pro was, was sniping him on their main. What, what about snipe. US West? US West is, is uh, somewhat playable. But why that, would you do that, that? Why would you move no, from yummy. US to go to OC <laughs> to queue US that's West? That's content, though. That is, no, you can't lie. That's content. <laughs> okay, we, but myself and Yummy have queued US West it. together, and it is definitely content. But But realistically, like, if if he doesn't get the spot that has three players, like is he taking the sub spot? Like what? Like would he stay in OCE? Does he like it that much to stay over there? I mean, it's got to be better than America. That's like a place to live. <laughs> it's, it's a little bar. I mean, let's I, be honest. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty America easy itself, upgrade but... if you ask me. But like, but like, still, realistically, you're, you're moving away from like uh, you know your whole your whole family, all this stuff, and like your your hometown, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. And but like. It's, I mean, it's a big thing. Like, do you stay there just for the sake of being a sub to, like, do content? Or is it you a four-man I mean? roster, Rizzo? Is it a four-man? It could be. Who's feeling it this weekend, boys? Are you in? Yeah, or you just, you know, if, they, if they're in a good spot against a bad team in a, in a bracket, they might just be like, right, <laughs> we're going to throw Forky in. Throw content in time. Who do you talk to me? competitive experience. So, so do you think Forky's going to be like how Musty, you know, there was a tech pause on NRG. He's hopping into Rings <laughs> Workshop. Forky's maps. Rings. <laughs> Forky's, Forky's streaming, doing a viewing party. Bomb, there's a tech timeout. Amphis has lost his internet. He's straight on free play slow-mo. He's just getting ready, getting warm. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't That's know. I didn't know he had moved over there. I mean, I saw like some. You didn't know? know he was over there. I didn't know he was over there long <laughs> oh term. Oh my god, that was the biggest news the whole month. No, no, I didn't know. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, the man the man is in OCE training right now. He's just on the rank grind. Yeah. There's only I one mean, reason he could do that. He has to I don't know. I mean, I think you guys have got to be on the right track there because, I mean, why else Why else would oh. you move away from your home and, and what else you're doing unless you've got an opportunity to play? So. You say he's on the rank grind. I just checked his steam. He was last online one day and six hours ago. So not quite on the rank grind. Just, you know, exploring. Doing I mean, a that's, bit of, that's about, the time, it takes, weekend, that's about the time it takes to get a flight back home, I think. 30-hour <laughs> <laughs> flight time sounds right to me, uh, so I don't no. know. One of, those, one of the spiders or scorpions got him. He didn't shake out his shoe. Oh, no. You got to be careful. And check underneath the toilet seat. 
And he's uh, burnt out. He's played the same two people in OCE ranked of <laughs> a week straight. And he's okay. like, I need two days off. Legitimately, I heard he though, couldn't beat CJ, though, in ranked. Is that true? CJ, were nah, you farming him? I, yeah, yeah, I've been farming him. He, he can't beat oh, me. Oh, no. He can, yeah, that's, it's done. Le- legitimately, though, if OCE... How many viewers does OCE average like for the regionals? Uh, about 10K. 20, 20 peak? 10K. Oh, I, I was going to say yeah, 20. 20K peak, yeah. 10, 20. 10 okay, 20K. Yeah. 20, let's say 20K. 10, 12, I have. If Forky's playing, I'm saying that first regional, they're getting 30k alone because of Forky. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. All of it is watching to see well, if Well, CJ casting Forky. Yes. Content. I would that stay, I would stay up to watch that 100%. I would do a viewing I'm, party I'm getting that. up to watch it at like 2 in the morning. Yes, exactly. What time, wait, what time does it start? Does it start like now? Like this time of day? No, it starts no, in about like seven, seven hours. hours. Hey, so wait, it's seven hours. Okay, seven that's hours. Great. It starts at five p.m. everywhere in the world. Three, it'd be like three a.m. for me. Push it later. Yeah, that's sick. Okay, perfect. I'm saying after that though. That's that is the roster. That that would be the roster move. Of doesn't matter what happens to me. There's nothing that could be better than Forky on in OCE trying to mm. crack it, trying to make an international <laughs> event. That would legitimately be the most exciting move for me to like watch in, in like literally in RLCS history. That would be the most exciting thing for me to it's watch. It's up there. It's up there. Massive. But yeah, that's yeah. OCE. That's 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 basically us. You know, Fever's on power and Renegades have disintegrated based on that because I'm gone. Lachlan's so put you, up. You're a- gone. Fever's gone. What's happening to Kami? Well, yeah, what's happening know. to Kami, CJ? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's, <laughs> Kami's, Kami's gonna land on his feet. I think he's gonna be landing on his feet. Um, that's all. That's a lot. Where, where is he gonna go though? I think what? he'll land on his feet, yummy. Um, <laughs> and he's he's landing strong, two feet firmly planted, really nice, soft landing as well. I think it's gonna be soft landing. Yeah, I'm excited for the future of Kami. No turbulence on his way to his new team. No. He's just confirmed in <laughs> he chat. Just said he's out. Yeah, no. no, I'm out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, GG's oh, coming. GG's. But uh, yeah, OCE, Fever, uh, Forky, what's going on? Fever, like Forky's coming in. I thought that was a replacement. Fever's taking his spot. Forky's pissed. You know, we're obviously, <laughs> we don't really know what's going on, but they should, we're just. They, yeah, they should, they should Fever's just a sick replacement, though. It is a. It's a nice replacement for Express. Yeah. Me, it's a team to watch. Certainly got the. Feels like a two horse race now. The Pioneers and the Power with uh with Ground Zero. The Car Cars mm-hmm. Minions who came third in the Commonwealth Games. They're waiting in the wings <laughs> against pickup teams. Against pickup teams. <laughs> yeah. Math- Wait, massive performance. How did they lose? They lost to three zero. Yeah, Cash Exo and what was it? Oh. Lee, maybe? Oh, they actually lost to EU player. I thought you meant they lost to bubble yeah. players in OCE. I was like, what? Oh, no. no, no, no. no. It was our number four team, Kakos Minions. Yeah. So they they were an actual team, but they lost to a pickup team, essentially, for Commonwealth. But Cash is a pickup team warrior. Like, you get him in a six-man. He's, he's dominating, true. so he loves Facts. that situation. We segue to AU, though, where the... Yeah, I was going to say, so you, did you say that they they lost... So Kakos Minions, number four, OCE lost to Cash Ixo. Yeah. Yes. And then, of course... Cash and Ixo, probably based on that, I've decided, yeah, let's just team for the next season. Because they're doing that. They're teaming. They've announced mm-hmm. it. Cash, Ixo, relating wave. And the community response to that one was, Cash just deserves better teammates. There were like so, <laughs> many, so many comments on Reddit, so many comments on Twitter about, wow, I really thought Cash could do better than this. 
like what what's going on with uh, that's not me me agree with that by the way i i don't know what's going on with the community response to that one i'm gonna be honest like it was fast they did announce that team early um but what do you mm. guys think does cash deserve better teammates I think he loves this situation. Every team he's on, it's like Cash is carrying. Cash needs a better team. Mm. I think he secretly loves it. I think he he doesn't want to be on a better team. He wants to be the man. So, mm. oh, do you really sure. think I, that? You really think <laughs> he doesn't want to be on a better team? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just he, he just sizes up his teammates. He's like, yeah, I've got these guys covered. Let's team. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Ixo and Relaying Wave aren't bad. I think Wave had no. some pretty disappointing lands this season, but online he was really good at times. And Ixo, like, he's been really good at times online. He obviously didn't play any lands except uh, the gamers. Well, neither one. did Cash. So, yeah, Cash and neither. Yeah, I, I reckon that. Uh, yeah, people are. I think people are under underestimating if that team. Well, going back to the franchise idea, it's all decided by players. If the players respected him enough, he'd be on a better team. He'd be filling in. He'd be in moist uh, esports right now, you know. But I think there's questions around. Well, I don't know what there would be questions around, but there's often questions from the audience around their ability to perform under pressure and mm. close out a series. And so, be you know, there's more than one factor. Be successful. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a large reason why Cash isn't on a quote-unquote better team that I agree with Johnny that Relating Wave, who went to every single land this year, isn't as bad as everybody thinks. Mm -hmm. He did play bad at nearly every land, though. He did play pretty badly mm -hmm. at lands. Yeah, people people are saying, lands. like, Cash is just that good and stuff like that, but I think it's, like like you said, it's what the players think. It's not what the, the viewer right. thinks. Like, yeah, flipper sets are cool and all, but if the players don't think that, like, the player can handle the... Uh, the like top six teams, you know, they're not going to get picked up by a top six team, sort of stuff like that. Mm. I feel like Cash is, you know, playing him personally reminds me, I, you know, I talk a lot about Magic Bear and NA. He's just the biggest scrimanker, we call him. Just hitting <laughs> 40 flip resets in scrims. Like, best player I've ever, like, on the pitch, you'd be like, this guy's the best player in the world in scrims. How is he not doing this in a tournament? And I feel like that's Cash. When he's in six mans and scrims, he is just clipping. He's constantly going for like corner doubles, just just crazy stuff. He's just he's trying to do the most ridiculous things. You know, perhaps that's that's what you know we're seeing from home, thinking this guy could be one of the best players in the world. But then you know, on game day, maybe in a top lineup, you don't see that. So for um, for yeah. Rizzo CJ, how much like does personality and like you know how much do you actually like this person? You know, does that play a role into this stuff? Because sometimes there definitely are questions from an outside view where you're like, I would I would just assume that this player might get better tryouts. And maybe they didn't get, you know, maybe the tryouts didn't go well. But just curious how much, like, personality plays a role in that. Go on, Rizzo. You're, you're the man for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm the man. I'm the <laughs> what man. are you saying? The Rizzo, he's been picked up, like, every time throughout his career for his personality, you know, his gameplay. What is that supposed <laughs> to mean, CJ? <laughs> I, I seemed like a wild assumption there, Johnny. I don't know what that was, but... <laughs> Coming I'm out of left field with that one. Connect the dots here. I'm trying to connect the dots. Hey, don't worry about it. I I think uh, I think it's a huge thing because like a lot of players, um, it, it's weird because a lot of players won't talk to each other. Like uh, I feel like just initially, but as soon as like they're looking for a player, they'll have like a, you know a couple conversations and like actually like play ranked with this the the, the people or whatever, and they'll like just talk to them. And be like, hey, this guy's actually pretty cool. Like you know we actually like this guy. But I think it's a huge thing. I think a lot of players, um. I don't think a lot of teams, like, necessarily just, like, pick their friends. Like, say we go back to, like, Nolly's tweet. Um, but if you have the choice, you're going to pick your friend a lot of the time. 
just in general. Yeah, I if think. that's the deciding factor. Yeah, if exactly. If all else is kind of even, why would right, you not right. pick your friend? I think, I think Nolly's tweet, by the way, is very much down to personal experience because he was the only non-French speaker on a French-speaking team. And so uh, we, he we pretty much probably... spent all of LAN hanging out without those guys. We should probably like read out the general gist of Nolly's tweet that we keep referring to. Cause we were, we were yeah, planning definitely. on like going in depth on this later, but I guess since we brought it up so much, we might as well just do that now. Then we can go back to other roster uh, talks and uh, rumors after. Uh, it, but this yeah, is a Nolly, really good topic too. Yeah, it, it's very interesting. So it, it's tied into what we've just been talking about, of course. He feels like orgs need to step in more. I'm massively summarizing here because he wrote uh, four, four long tweets. But yeah, he thinks that orgs need to step in more. Um, players just have too much control and they pick their friends and uh, it's, it's not a good system. Um, he's for franchising as a solution and the problem he has with uh, players having all the say is like we mentioned earlier, three-man roster for Rocket League means it turns into 2v1 and the one has no chance, no say, he just kicked. Um, it's, it's, it's inevitable, nothing you can do about it. And it, He says it doesn't happen anywhere else at all but in EU, it's a major thing to be kicked for not speaking the other two players' language, of course, referring to the French-English uh, thing. Uh, I think Spanish is another uh, pretty big one for that. Um, so yeah, if you don't... He, he says, despite everyone speaking perfect English in the scene anyway, it completely ruins teams from forming and elevating the region. Um, and yeah, he finishes off saying, I know a lot of people have differing opinions, and that's all right. This isn't also me calling anyone out, although it kind of... This is me saying, I think it kind of does feel like that. <laughs> although he says, he says it isn't. But I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss whether or not. Well, well, okay, it's, he's saying it's not like an individual situation, but it ha- yeah, well, it's, it's, it's happened a lot. It has anyone, happened yeah. a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has happened a lot. He says he's not calling anyone out, but, you know, that's the that's not really up for Nelly to say, I think. Uh, it, uh, you can say that, but, I mean, it doesn't mean anything um, in this context, I reckon. But he should call people out, I reckon. I, 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 I think as well, problem. it's... It's it's more more so in Rocket League. There's there's a possibility of a potential for star players to team with star players than most sports. I'd say it's 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 often rare. Like you, it's it'd be rare to have like a you know a Messi Ronaldo on a team stuff like that. You know, usually these star players are sort of locked into big contracts with those mm-hmm. orgs, and yeah. they're that orgs. You know, that's that orgs player that that they're always going to build a team around. However, in Rocket League, you know, we're gonna you know theoretically speaking. You know, we're hypothesizing again. It is. It could be absolutely possible the next season with there could be a a beast mode first killer Daniel roster, something like that. Which which you'd probably think in in other sports a lot of the time that 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 wouldn't be possible to have. Yeah. You know, the the big boys like some of the best players in the world, or you know, you could have a Yan stuff like that. That that really, it's more like should that be a, you know, should that be a thing? I think it's more like what. What sort of Nolly saying in that sort of situation? Should should we be able to do it based on that, or should should they be tied down more to the orgs? Like, no, well, if you're if you're that good and you're on a massive, you've signed a massive contract, you're getting paid a lot of money, then too bad. Like, you're that, you know, you're stuck. You're not stuck, yeah. but you know what I mean. There's no way you can team with this other best player in the world situation. Well, I just think the the counter to Nolly's tweet is the fact that. He very likely wouldn't be in the position he's in now or that he was in this season if it was a franchise system because you got to be able to find... Uh, like, orgs are going to pick up people who are popular, with who, who like, can show merit early on. And Nolly was kind of like, a, obviously, a, a, a good fit pick and, a, and somebody who could replace Stakewell. Uh, he was out of the limelight for a while there. So it would have been very unlikely for him to get picked up. Yeah, it definitely seems like this this current system is like... 
catered towards prioritizing the players. But yeah. with, with with the current structure of things, it definitely, I mean, it, I mean it, and people have said it all in the tweets and whatever else, but it definitely does give all the power to players. You know, I mean, we even see with like coaches, sometimes coaches are just left out to dry, you know, and there may not be a whole lot of explanation. So I, I think, um, you know, none, none of the systems are going to be perfect. The franchising system's not going to be perfect. They're just going to have their pros and cons. And I guess, you know, it's just for psionics or, or the community or whatever to decide, you know, what pros they think are more important. And it seems like so far it's been the, the priority of the players and protecting the players. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I think Yummy brought this up earlier, but it's so hard to like manage franchising in a in a three player like team that like even if even if there was franchising, I do think players would still control the the roster. If two players want to kick one player, that player is gone. If one player wants to leave that team, that player is gone. There's no reason for you to keep a player that is unhappy in your roster or like with your org because if you do that, it's just gonna have like varying results and then you're going to have like this constant negativity this constant like um like bad bad this is a better word but like bad vibes with your team and stuff like that and it's just going to create like this hostile environment and and it's harder to i guess judge rocket league off viewing than actually playing against or with with players as well i feel like let me let me ask you guys a question because this um this pops up occasionally i see what do you guys think about raising the minimum age Mm, maybe in the future i think yeah if, if if lands were regional, I think you'd have to. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Yeah, if regionals were on land, um, you'd probably have to if there was more travel. I know that, you know, from chatting to say the pioneers boys, even having four lands, it was like, and they only went to two majors and worlds. Was already like in terms of school, which I guess is the sort of the main concern with mm. how much time they can put in, how much travel. Like that was already. You know, we might have to not do school next year or, you know, you, you look at, say, Justin, a lot of these guys were doing sort of school from home or dropping out of school, stuff like that. I think that, you know, if if as sort of Johnny was saying in the future, we did sort of look to have these, you know, say regionals were on land, I think you'd have to make it. You have to up it because, the, yeah, it's already too much time away from, from school already with, with Lance and stuff, potentially, if you're going to all the majors. Like, the Pioneers boys aren't playing right now because they've got to catch up on schoolwork. They're like a couple months that they've missed, so... Um, there would have yeah, to be I, something for the yeah. young players, though. If there was a, rage, uh, a raise in the yeah. minimum age, you can't just be like, and now you need to be 16 to play RCS and the next year, and now it's 17, and now it's 18, and this guy's just been like... Come on, man. I'm just He's like one behind <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, you Can't missed, wait for next year. Yeah, you missed the cut. So, yeah, because that's probably how it would work. It wouldn't be a big, like, three-year jump. But yeah. then suddenly, you know, some pros are back to not being eligible again. You'd have to do it in increments if, you're, if your goal is eventually to make it 18, which I don't know if that's ever the case. Or for, Team uh, Liquid, you know, they, they're able to play the last split and then, yeah. you know, it goes up between seasons. Yeah, they play the last split every season. <laughs> Yeah, it would have to go up like increments, I think. But if you do make a, you know, 16 plus RLCS, you'd have to have a 15 plus like, you know, division as well. Um, And it would all be online, I guess. Just all regional online. Nothing, no lands for the younger um, age group. So it's a big, big undertaking. It would be be very expensive, I think, because you'd have to have a whole other league with more prize money. Um, I, I'm just against it. I, I like the fact that the, it's a young, focused game that can have young yeah, players, so, yeah. and uh, and it's up to those individual players. I know that 15 year olds aren't known for being particularly wise, uh, but if they can figure it out, like they can figure out how to make Rocket League work, then that's on them. If they can't, then 
then you know that's kind of like a soft limit on age so you know like actually a lot of the players who have continued or you know finished uh, you know started their pro career while in school largely from what i can see have not been negatively affected by school i think it's perfectly manageable it's it's only when lands become a thing that it becomes awkward um and you know that might be a might be a reason why some teams need an older sub if you know one of their players is too young to go to all the lands maybe they just have to leave him at home do school um like Khaled missed uh missed fall major because of school this season and he's eight he was 18 at the time he missed college so you know it's already happened where somebody's missed a line because of school and they did have a sub to step in and they did well so other teams probably want to look at that and think okay if you know, maybe Walkie, you know, time situation to happens. Exactly. Let's you know, Fark Fark is a good example. You got an older player who can travel, do your do your lands, who's competitive. Uh like like what happened with, with uh Sandrock, because Khaled missed it because of because uh, of school. Could I'm just imagining team. a scenario now where power is just there to qualify Forky for land and Forky only plays land. <laughs> <laughs> He's the land boy. So, I, agree, did, I, um... I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it, I hope it stays fifteen plus. Somebody did mention as well. Why are they doing school? Their pros sure that their pay is good. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of pros like pay is good, and you can make like six figures a year being a pro. But you have to realize like a pro career, by some miracle, CJ and I lasted like five years. Don't know how that happened, but massive effort. We are we are anomalies in that situation. Even being there for five mm -hmm. years, like most pros' career, like, like two years average, maybe two years probably like max. Yeah, I don't even know if that's average. I feel like one year because like if you're thinking like maybe the one, large, maybe, let's say depending one, on what you're what your like, ranges yeah one and a half to be like uh you know a pro who's making a good living and saving like because making enough to live is one thing but yeah making enough to live and also save a bunch is another so yeah, yeah you're not going to be able to retire like, being a pro player like you you need you need school mm. and your education like that's still very important and it, it also the other important thing about school is it gives structure to uh the lives of these you know kids who otherwise wouldn't have like where do you where do you have a social life if you're a 15 year old pro player like if you've left if you dropped out of school early um like wh what's your social life what are you going to do your social life is fully online which is going to i think hinder your development um and the school going actually to school and socializing with people your own age is a big part of learning uh, i think it's important for that reason yeah. as well as just having a routine to keep you from having the kind of sleep schedule I've got right now, uh, where I'm up at two in the morning. You know, it's very easy to do that if you just drop out of school and then do absolutely nothing except play Rocket League and other video games. Do you think, though, that... Is, is it a... You sort of mentioned before <coughs> Khaled missing a lane because of school and stuff like that. Is that is that a problem just with esports? Because, you know, professional sports, this doesn't happen. Like, that's your thing. If you're, if you're a professional soccer player, you know, we're talking about obviously the highest level because the RLCS is the highest level of Rocket League. You know, if you're a, if you're an NBA player, you're not. We're not saying, oh, this guy's <coughs> can't play this week because he's um he's doing some homework. You know, like it doesn't happen. <laughs> but uh, is that because esports is so young? It's yet to it's be sort younger, of fully yeah. adopted. Yeah. Because the it's money's still there. It's not like we're you know obviously it's not you're not paying NBA salaries, but yeah, as we said, these guys are getting six figures, but also being like, don't know, well, I've got a test this weekend. I can't you play. can't go NBA when you're too young. That's like what the other option we're discussing is because yeah, you need True. to be a certain age before you can join. Before that, you're just playing in the like the what the collegiate league or something. I don't know how exactly how it works, but you you, you would have a league that is fully like worked around the school calendar. Um, but that is obviously since Rock League's not tied to well, since RLCS isn't tied to school, CRL is. Then it's not uh, attached. You can't work around the school calendar. It's just got its own calendar. Um, I, I getting back to I guess your point about uh the the 
the structure of someone's life. I 100% agree with you. Unless scrims start becoming like, you know, I guess when you boot, like Rizzo knows, when you're boot camping, scrims sometimes get like, well, we're doing a 1 p.m. scrim. Whoa, look at us. We're so early. You know, but apart from that, <laughs> apart from that, scrims are like, you know, 5 p.m. They start at f- maybe 4, sometimes 4 mm-hmm. p.m., but usually 5 p.m. because it's all based around school, yeah? So, but then these guys, these guys, you know, drop out of school, as you said. They're not doing anything between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. anyway. Yeah, they're like, just sleep, why, sleeping why in. Why are they not they're, at school? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Not they're just doing, doing anything nothing. else. Yeah, they just sleep. Well, I mean, of course, anyone in that position is. Just, I'm not looking. I would do the same thing, but I would do exactly the same if I dropped out of school mm-hmm. to be a pro rock league player. I would 100% just sleep in until a million o'clock, then wake up for scrims, and then after I don't know, play play a bit more rocket league, have dinner, play I don't know, play another game, <laughs> then just do nothing and go to bed. Like you know, you you just like stay up late, up late doing nothing. We all know what that's like. So of course, school is like a way to stop that from happening and to keep you in a routine keep your social life active in like years that are extremely important for your development as a human and as a professional young yeah. professional so yeah i was i think I was school is so important i was homeschooled for a uh, a semester and okay don't say that i was homeschooled for <laughs> one semester by the way in uh, in high school and all i did was play league of legends so i 100 percent like that is the same exact thing and this, you didn't and, even make it out of silver. Like it was completely. <laughs> okay, that's, let's let's ignore that. Actually, I, I, <laughs> like there's there's no argument to me that school is like taking up more time. Like it's it's stopping you from being the best player you can be. Because if you're getting home from school at three and you're playing till eleven or something, you can still get six hours a day of rocket league and seven hours a day, which is still gonna be as much as Play. anyone's doing more anyway. Than no one's playing 16 you know? hours of Rocket League a day. You're above you the can play one bars. day of Rocket League and play more <laughs> than in two weeks. But yeah, school's not here. So I, I, I actually had this discussion with the Pioneers boys because they were sort of talking about like they don't want to do school next year and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, for me personally, I did school and I did uni when I was playing. The only reason I took a gap year from uni was in 2019 when it was like the dream hacks and all that stuff. It was like sort of a crazy year we travel. And I couldn't sort of make it for exams and stuff like that but in terms of school like going you know nine to three or whatever you know i don't know is that the is that that might be the na school time as well nine to three or nine to eight till three thirty or something like that it's it's perfectly fine to be able to still manage that and rocket league and i think you're gonna be happier like in terms of your mental health doing something else and not i think the problem sort of like deviating a little bit off school is that when people make rocket league their life it 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 rarely goes well because yeah. then your 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 whole mental health you know i think yummy spoke about this as a player is you know when rocket league is your life um and you you have a bad game you feel like a bad person or if if your whole social life is is based around you know your rocket league if you play bad it's going to carry on to you hanging out if, with your if mates you lose later, scrims, like, oh, you you've play... just lost the whole day the whole day is l exactly all you did that day the all you've done that day is, is like l. You've, <laughs> all you've yeah, done l that day. day is like two hours of scrims you lost yeah. them both unlucky bad day like you didn't do anything like literally do nothing else like i think yeah, school is so important because there's so many examples i won't i, I don't want to name names because this isn't really the point uh, to like call people out who fell off uh, that's not the point of this the What's point the of this is like there's a lot <laughs> yeah, no that's not the idea the point is that uh, uh i've seen so many times where somebody's been uh you know in school top of the world of rocket league one of the best players and then as soon as they leave school they just they just fall off because they lose uh like the structure to their life and it doesn't there's no upside they, there's a lot of downsides they lose the structure in their life their mental health goes in the bin their sleep schedule's terrible 
they you know aren't eating at the proper times of day and there's zero upside they're not playing rock league more they're not like improving faster there's just like a bunch of l's for no gain so i can't yeah. see any reason personally to, see, to leave school early cj hit the nail on the head too with mentality wise it's so important that your entire personality is not based on how you're doing in rocket league uh, i experienced that it's a lot more nerve-wracking when you know you're everything you're 100 percent is based on that one series that you're going to play on a weekend mm. in rlcs and if you fail that you're a failure because uh i was i was employed when i first started playing and then partway through my career, I was no longer employed and Rocket League became everything. Hey, fear. Oh, see you, fear. Oh. Uh, so Rocket League became everything. And then I got all of a sudden so much more nervous while I was playing. And then yeah. once I became a caster again and a coach, I, like, I was so much better on game day once more because you just didn't have all that pressure on your shoulders. Oh, quick question, CJ. When you took your gap year, how old, how old were you? For, uh, uh that was nights. that was that was college uni so that was 20 20 21 so, yeah see that that's like very different so if somebody's thinking about taking a gap year from like further education that would be i think fine it's like just the finishing yeah. off the high school uh yeah, it, yeah. years well, even so still important. cj's always been very good at like being close with family and friends and doing stuff playing golf or whatever it is outside of rocket league that you can have an achievement with in a lot of a lot of degenerates like me or other gamers, uh, they end up only playing Rocket League or they might play some other games, but they don't care quite as much about those other games. You you don't have like such a diverse personality for yourself. And on that as well, like I found personally that my worst, like sort of what you said, you know, my worst years performing was the couple of years where I wasn't doing anything else. Sort of like when I took the gap year and then like sort of the COVID where I wasn't really... You know, it's sort of like Rocket League did become my life in a sense. That was when I was performing worst and I was probably playing the most. Whereas the years when I'm, you know, so like this year I was, I've been back at uni or college, UNA folk, um, back at uni. And it's just having that balance just makes you so much more like, right, oh, well, Rocket League's just a part of my day. It's not my whole day. So like, I cannot recommend it enough. I chatted the Pioneers boys about this at Worlds. I cannot recommend it enough doing something outside of Rocket League, having at least like it could be you were still playing, a, like trying to play a sport outside of Rocket League. It doesn't have to be just school or a further education, but yeah, it could be like a trade not... or something or like a part-time job. It could be anything, but you don't yeah, have to do Rocket then... League full-time to if, be the yeah, best Rocket League player that you can be. Exactly. Because then you have a bad day and it's like, oh, well, well, like that's just, that's just a part of my day. Who Like whatever. But I've, you know, I've got, I've got W's in the other part of my day. I went and I've got um, saw friends or hung out with family or you know, when I did this, I'm catching other dubs, even if I'm catching all these L's in Rocket League. It's not, my exactly. life is not an L. It's massive. So we sort of deviated. So but... yeah, to go back, what, to, yeah. what, what about franchising? Just to get... <laughs> yeah, back to franchising. <laughs> franchising is also an L. You know? Fear. Fear, Fear, franchising. Fear has joined us, Fear. Let's ask Fear. Fear. What do you think about franchising in uh, I was listening to you guys talking about it. I, I wasn't here the whole time you guys were talking about it, but the idea is interesting to me. I, I was surprised to hear how negative it seemed like it seemed like this group was was like it wouldn't work or specifically Rizzo you saying that it wouldn't matter that was an interesting take to me because like I'm thinking about Moist and how if they were like a franchise like you would just never that team is so good you'd never let Vatira go right I mean do you really think like a player would be able to work themselves out of that good of a team well, how does that make sense, though? Because if a player doesn't want to be on a team, this this example or any other example where a player wants to leave a team, why would you keep that player? 
So the way I see it is like, th th what I'm well, assuming well, okay, is Batira actually, is... Me, what does franchising make the difference there? If a player wants to leave, what does it matter if it's franchised or not? Yeah, you still have to get out of his contract. Yeah. The, I, I think I the guess, big difference there is that the, the org would own the spot where, where now right now the player owns a spot. So like, like structurally, this, the org will have a little bit more leverage there. Oh, the org in this theoretical, have, yeah, KC is, is another franchise, right, that I guess mm -hmm. like Batir is getting pulled to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would yeah, probably so, be easier. It would be much easier almost. It, it, what you're saying, like Rizzo, is still true, though. Like Even if the org does have the means to force a player to stay... Every org has the means to force a player to stay. Like no, no org is dumb enough to just yeah, like. They're, let they're their all contracted. Walk. Yeah. yeah, they're all contracted. They, they all have the like ability. Clauses, but, but exactly, they all, they all have the ability to do this. Like, no, you're gonna stay. You guys are gonna play three next season. Right. Good luck. Like, why would they do that though? You know, that's that's basically what I'm getting at. So I, I the way I, I I mean to me it seemed like specifically with Moist, like that team's obviously an insanely good team, and I didn't get the vibe even after this move stuff has happened and Batira's talked about it that they were super unhappy. Or anything like that. Just he saw like a, an opportunity to move and do something he might have liked even more. So I imagine a world in which Moist, who wants to stay as like the best team, is like, eh, you know, I, we prefer if you didn't or whatever. Do, however, they stop people from doing that. And I don't see Vatira being like terribly upset in that team situation. Whereas I guess there could be some team situations where it's like you, you, it'd be dumb to keep them together because they'll just, I don't know, hate each other, throw games, something really bad. But I wouldn't expect that from those guys. But maybe I don't understand the mm. behind the scenes of the team. I think if they're maybe if that was like the expectation from the very start, that would make a lot of sense. Like that 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 kind of players were beholden to the org more than anything else. But nowadays and for the longest time, it's always been like a player hears about their opportunity to play with this player and that player, the French team or whatever it is. And go, oh my god, this is so exciting, it's so exciting. And then when it all goes, well, no, we're going to hold on to you. It almost feels like that's getting taken away from you, that opportunity to play with the team that you wanted. So you feel really, really bad about that. Then when issues start happening with your team that you are forced to play with, it all falls apart a lot quicker. What was uh, the the uh, the Vatira um stream translation he streamed he talked about it on his live stream the other day the mm. whole situation um about him leaving moist and um yeah he there is like somebody translated it in in a reddit thread i don't remember all the comments they'll have it on me but i i remember one of the ones he said was that obviously you know being able to speak in his own language would be a pretty big deal um because it's not just inside the game it's also outside the game you know you want to be able to chat and socialize and you can obviously have a better time socializing and having fun and just like chilling with your team if you're speaking your 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 number one your main language not speaking your second language that that makes sense and he didn't he also say that he didn't like being the tr the team that trolls scrims and maybe he was yeah. part of the trolling scr scrims by the end of it but he did say that he didn't want that he'd rather not be the team who are getting blacklisted from scrims um because because they're trolling Maybe he just doesn't see a future where that isn't how uh, he would play and how, how he would practice with Joyo and uh, Rise. Maybe, maybe he thought that he was just hard stuck in the team or stuck in the team that were going to troll scrims, even if they are winning lands. So like, he thought that they were pretty... I think he also said that they were pretty lucky at times going game seven all the time. He didn't want to do that. He wants to just 4-0, Enough of these game seven comebacks. I, I think... Uh... To answer half of it, I think what he was talking about with the being lucky thing was the SSG kickoff. Yeah, I think he considers that lucky, and since they got the SSG, like they could have been eliminated there, but since they got mm -hmm. that kickoff, they 
won. It won the right? tournament. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the kickoff was a catalyst. Yeah. It, it was. I, uh, yeah, they won the third. They won the tournament because of the kickoff. They had a lot of game sevens, like he said, as well. He was talking about a lot of game fives, a lot of game sevens yeah. where they're dying and coming back. They were the comeback team, but he doesn't want to do that. Like as cool as it is, to he just wants to win. His resume. He, he just wants, wants to, to win dominate. Yeah. yeah. Which makes do, sense. We think, uh, do we think there's a fan benefit from franchising? Have you guys talked about that? I, I might have tuned no, out. We've not gone into. I that. don't think so. I, in terms of a fan benefit, how would you like it if SSG all of a sudden was a completely different roster? All three players changed, but they're still in the same position. They're still SSG. They're still in, let's say it's franchise, still guaranteed to be in the league playing every single week. But all of a sudden it's just three randoms. It's Forky, Evample, and Jays are playing because <laughs> face it, like they've, they've guaranteed their spot. They've got their spot, but those are the three that are going to bring in all those numbers. Oh yeah, that that's a nightmare situation. I mean, do you, do you think orcs would do that, Yummy? Where they would like? Oh hell just, yeah, there'd be some. They, orcs. they would not. They would not care about their performance and just prioritize like content creator or or big uh, viewer players. Franchise did that. Who did? Power. Power. Yeah, they got their they got their decal. They had a team that, that maybe promised them the world. I don't know. Maybe they had. I feel like that sounds so crazy it, though, because franchising like isn't there typically some sort of look, charge that, to the org to be, be involved? There would be a number of teams that do everything they possibly can and buy the best possible players and spend right. ridiculous amounts of money to try and win it. And then there'd be other franchise teams who don't have the money to kind of compete that way. But what they can do is make a ton of money. And that's in the end, the most important thing you want to make the money. So you get the people who are popular, you get the content creators, you get whatever it is that's going to get eyes on your brand, on your sponsors, and then... And then you make money through the franchise that way. You know, if you're going to come last either way, you may as well do it with a bang. It has, it has <laughs> happened in, like, on as a regular sport, but in the in the A-League, which is the, you know, the Premier League for Australia, one of the teams <laughs> that wasn't any good got Usain Bolt to play a few games for them. Really, <laughs> like, he's, he's actually was all right as well. He scored a couple of goals, like, in the, in the you know, the Premier League of, of Australia. But that's, you know, that's purely, I'm not going to get the best player. It's for the content, I guess. You know, it's, I guess it's the same as, you know, someone picking up the content creators. It's, it's, for, it's for, the, for the viewership and to sell yeah. some jerseys and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it, it could happen with friends. I guess that's for, in terms of professional uh, standards, stuff like that. It's probably not what we want to see in the RLCS to have these guys that are going to lose every week, but they're the content creators. And then you have people that, are just trying to get their face on camera to to create content so they can get on a top team rather than being good at the game. Um, yeah, Shroud, I guess, with Sentinels is similar as well, but he's actually pretty good. But there, a lot of this this does happen in regular. You know, as we said with Power, they picked up Forky because he's a massive streamer and tried to build a team around him and try to make it successful, and it didn't work. But right, I've got, they I've still got some, got I've got some questions about. That was when they tried about... to build an NA team, by the way. Some people might not know yeah. that. Yeah, they were they, they got their esports decals and everything. So for for Nolly, he said franchising. Well, he didn't go into de any other detail about why he wants franchising, but he did say that he wants franchising so that there would be more org control over roster moves, um, rather than player control. But I don't even know if that would be like a good outcome. I don't know. What do you guys think? Would that actually be more stable I, for players? I, I feel like it would be just as bad, but no, the org's the one kicking you instead of the like the I think there's the no difference. Um the only thing that matters is like and RLCS could do this now. They're just 
if there was just standard standard standardization in contracts that sort of thing and if franchising brings that then maybe that's a benefit of like you can't have a buyout over this in this season or you can't have a like minimum buyout clause is like this amount like this is what you need to pay for buyout here's maximum like stuff like that and then mm. like um i don't know just making like rule like set rules for all this stuff that's the only way yeah. it would become where like orgs might have more control in that sense but like but would, would it be better for the player do you think if the org did have more control and now the you know the org can just like kick you because you didn't fulfill your you know stream you own gold once quota <laughs> like orgs but my point is like orgs like right now have to be have to behave almost because they don't have much control so the orgs have got to be good otherwise the players are just going to leave and get a better org um but if the org has the spot the players have got to be good they've got to like do everything the org says Otherwise, the org might just be like, yeah, you're kicked because you didn't do your, you know, 20 hours of streaming this month. Uh, so you're off the roster. Bye. Right. You well, know, that's like, that's why there's like also, there sta- like, they sh- there should be, like, regulation in that sense. Like, if there's franchising, there needs to be, like, I, I mean, I would say no regulated streaming. Like, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be forced to stream They shouldn't be allowed to do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they shouldn't force their players to stream X amount of hours because that makes no sense. They're a pro player in their league. That's the reason they're there. Who cares about streaming? Unless mm-hmm. RLCS wants that then it could be standardized for everybody, so, you know? So most of this franchising suggestion stems from trying to slow down like the high volatility or high turnover rate with teams. So instead of going to the extreme of franchising and like restructuring the whole esport, what are what are some other things like Rizzo just mentioned, maybe some like stipulations or regulations or like some, some places to operate within for contracts? Um, you know what? What are some, I guess, other ways that maybe you could tone down the, but, you know, the, the frequency with which that happens? But does does franchising reduce the volatility? I just think it does. There's still going to be does. just yeah. as many moves. It I may, don't yeah, think exactly. It may not. Yeah. So I think Hootie's hit the nail anyways. again by just referring to the fact that franchising is not the solution that Nolly's looking for. Right. So what is? Yeah, well, exactly. he want, yeah, he wants more stability. Well, I mean, one of the points Nolly made was, uh, you know, sometimes a team are perfectly fine at speaking English, but they want to make a full French team anyway, or something like that. He didn't, I'm paraphrasing again, of course, but like, obviously that has to be what he's referring to, because there's a ton of times in Rocket League's history and currently where two French players just, you know, get rid of someone who doesn't speak French in their roster to get someone who does speak French, and now they can all speak French, um, even if the team was pretty good before or very good before. And, you know, that's obviously going to leave a bad taste in the mouth of the guy who's like, well, come on, we're a good team and you're kicking me just because I don't speak French. And, you know, you, you don't even know if you're going to be better with the new player. Like, yeah, that's obviously going to feel pretty bad. But is it a problem? Like, is, do you guys think I that's a problem? I don't, I don't, I don't, don't think so. It. I don't not, think it's a problem it's at all. I think if, I think if a team want to kick like a player because they want to speak French, that's fine. I don't see an issue with that. It's ex- it's exactly the same as in a sport if a guy wants to move back to where he where his family's from, like go play for you know a yeah. team from their home state or whatever. It's a, it's exactly the same situation. They just it's more about your personal life and life outside of the game that is is more impacted. And I understand what Nolly's saying. Like it, it, purely competitively speaking, results based, it might not be the best move, but mm-hmm. that's not what. Just, it's not all about results. I know that the, you know you could say you know for some people's career, all it is all about results, but it's also about mental health, lifestyle, you know, social life, stuff like that. If he if he can be, you know, so for Vitera's sake, if he can be with a French org, he's got French managers, um, back, you know, I guess you could say his home country's org, 
he's going to have, you know, get more fans from it in his own country and he's going to be more comfortable in the environment and can hang out with them more so mm. than, you know, in an English environment, then it's not all about results. And that might help him play better on the pitch. If he's off the field, it's, it's, it's a bit more comfortable for him. So, yeah, I don't think that's a good take. Um, purely like, oh, well, if you can speak English a little bit, then, you know, why would you leave? Well, I think there's yeah. a lot more to it. It's not just well, results. For the people in chat who are co- kind of referring to what you're saying as well, in terms of like comms aren't that important. It's actually more important off the pitch that you all speak the same language to be able to like explain a concept and sit there and talk about something. Uh, I've experienced that with the French and English speaking roster where we had to use Ferrer to translate sometimes. And even then Ferrer's not like 100% confident in his English. And so concepts, you can't really like go as far in depth on what you want to do on the pitch. And also people are just like way more comfortable with their play uh, with, with people of their same uh, language. And this is like the first, I feel like this is the first time that this has become like a huge thing. Like we now have a full Spanish team, multiple full French teams, two full English teams that uh, look like they're all coming out of the woodworks. That wasn't a thing before. We had like the French super team, maybe a second one. We'd maybe yeah. have an English team, but now it's all of a sudden becoming a huge thing. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's an issue. I think it's fine. Uh, I don't see how franchising would fix any of that or have a positive inf- impact. But in terms of like, if we just ignore all that and just talk about franchising as an idea, um, like I'm against it because I like the players having more control over their pro career and orgs having less control. I don't want orgs to I have control. I think orgs, the, orgs I should not have control. Orgs yeah, have fucked I, I over think, so many people. And yeah, just like, exactly. I think that why, there are why some good orgs. The opportunity? There are some really good orgs. There's some great yeah. orgs, but there's also some really bad orgs, and I don't want them to have any control at all. So I, I love the way it is right now. I think the players having con- more control, orgs having less control is great. And uh, so, hope it continues. <clears throat> Someone made a good point as well, right? If you're, if you're not good enough or you're not a top player you're not going to get on the team that you want to get on, right? If Vitira wasn't any good, he's not going to Carmine to to get, like, his lifestyle. You're going to have to put up with what you get, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if Vitira was just a player that was scrambling around for a team, he might have to join an English team and, you know, make do with it. But yeah, Vitira that is that good that he's given, him, <laughs> he's given himself the opportunity to be yeah. able to make whatever move he wants to personally because he's that good at the game and he's that he's, he's established himself. But why, no, would a lot of players don't get that why would you exactly. not join kc or like a massive french org or a massive spanish org if you're if you're spanish like it's it's a no-brainer like these these orgs are insanely uh uh popular and it can really like help players build their other revenue streams like so, uh, their social medias and their their live streams their youtube channels get mm-hmm. them networking in the in the in that scene so i think it's a really really smart move for any like you know, French-speaking player to try and join a big French org or, like, Spanish-speaking player to join a big Spanish org. Makes perfect sense. I don't see a problem with that. Um, I, I did have another question for you guys, though. So in terms of, like, entertainment value, do you guys think it would be more interesting for fans and for, like, uh, just the, the eSport in general if franchising was a thing? Would it be would it be a better watch? Would more people watch? Or would it just I... be the same or, or worse? I think a lot of people latch onto the idea that it would be because of a lot of like American uh, American traditional sports. They have the East, uh, they have the franchise structure, and they are a fan of like their their home state or whatever, right, or their home city. Um, but like in, in practice, I, I definitely don't think so because I, I I think you guys are right. Like it may not really turn down the high turnover rate and and like how frequent 
teams change. So like we're still going to have the main complaint, which is like I can't be a fan of a team when the che- when the team changes all the time. You know, I think that would still happen. I think that's just kind of the nature of a, a fast-paced esport that is a small team. You know, hundred percent. Teams teams would still change their roster as long as they were they were able to. Like if the if the roster change, like whole thing, the point system was still all the same, they would still change just as much. I think going into after the winter split, there's still going to be team changes. Like it's going to just keep happening unless like franchising decided to bring in this uh this this rule that you can only uh-huh. change in the off season and then you have to play with the same roster for nine months that's the only way that it would actually work also some people in chat were bringing up or some people were asking what is franchising it's basically where um an org will pay and a, a, a large amount of money to be in a league so they'll pay 10 15 30 million dollars depending on what game it is to have a spot in a league and they can do whatever they want with that spot if I'm an org, Rizzo Esports, I buy a spot, $15 million. I am now an RLCS. I can sign my players and do whatever I want. And, that would and they get like to play each week. Change, you know? Pocket yeah, change yeah. for Rizzo. It's not even a big deal. Yeah, like, yeah. You could just do that and, like, if you wanted to. Yeah, Rizzo Esports. <laughs> in, in, in RLCS, like, the, the easiest like, way to understand franchising in, in RLCS would be imagine that there's the same 16 orgs competing in North American regionals every single time. No it's qualifiers. The same 16 orgs. No qualifiers. Like, you, you've always got NRG, you've always got G2, if they've bought in, like, whichever 16 orgs have bought in, they play every regional no matter what, and the best team that, you know, they can field whoever they want, like, the org just, you know, they probably field their best team, but maybe not. Maybe The other thing with that is that, like, I don't know if you sort of brought this up, but say if you're a, you're a big content, the good thing about, you know, Nolly talks about, oh, these guys aren't, you know, these guys are leaving even, even if they're getting good results, but it's still fully results based um at the way that sort of players for the most part go right if you're mm. what i want to what i'm sort of getting at if it's franchising and i'm jazer i'm good i don't need mm-hmm. to put in the time like i'm fine because they're not going to get rid of me because like or like say franchising for orgs they're not looking to um you know try and get the best players to get the best results because they want to stay in the league they've got their spot so if yeah. they want to, you know, go go for the content side of things, they're good. The players, if you're on a spot and you know that you're comfortable with the org and they're not going to get rid of you, you're fine because you're still going to be in that league. There's no chance of you guys not qualifying for regionals and stuff like that. You know, the, I feel like a lot of pros might practice less because I'll get it would be so comfortable if you're pros would in a hate good that's what league play was. Oh, yeah. they'd hate it. They'd hate franchising. If franchising happened, pros <laughs> in the bubble would and like pros who are like just outside of uh, like good enough to make the initial like cut, they would hate it so much because now it's ten times harder to get into these events. You can't qualify mm. anymore. You need yeah. to get picked up by a team. And how on earth do you prove yourself if yeah. you're like not you, in you have to have an already. amateur league? There'd to have to be like, some yeah. sort of academy. ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. RLCS academy, and, and then. The same exact thing as like L, uh, the way LCS or like all of uh, league again, yeah. not even just LCS, but all of league. I just don't, I just don't see it at all. I don't yeah. see the point. I don't see any reason to do it. I don't see how anyone would find that more interesting than what we do now. Well, we we wouldn't it. have teams like Moist or Liquid or or any of those teams that have made late season uh, fights. Complexity wouldn't be able to make. Well, actually, Complexity would be able to make a, a cross region move if the NA league picked up. Uh, Sam players, but we wouldn't have had those mid-season, like, through the qualifiers come out of nowhere teams that are now some of the most popular teams out there. And all the fans... All all the fans who say they want franchising, what they're saying is they don't want their team to break up. That they're watching. (laughs) You might actually be right. (laughs) Yeah, they just they don't want their team to fail to qualify. So they're like, I want franchising. I feel like that's the SSG, like, that's the space station thing. No matter how, like, broken that team is internally, it's like, but... 
they're the boys. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And the reason I think as well that franchising it it has it doesn't work in any esport, but the reason it works in regular sports, right, is because there's so many lower leagues. There's so many opportunities yeah. still. You know, you look at mm. you know America. Obviously, you've got the you've got the say basketball, your NBA, you've got the college system, you've got so many different you know the the lower G league stuff like that. You've got so many opportunities for these guys to get looked at and brought up, but. We, if we have franchising Rock League, the RLCS, we've got nothing below that. So it's it's the it's the comparison I made the other day of like, you know, you've got it's basically like a re, you say you've got the Premier League in soccer. There's nothing below that. It's like oh, but yeah. I saw this kid down in the favelas in Brazil, absolutely <laughs> popping off. Let's put him on the team. Like there's no opportunity. There's an Adam Sandler movie similar to that. Just watched. There's, yeah. there's no opportunity to pick up these guys and put them on a top team because there's nothing below. If franchising could only work if you had so many, you had like a school system, you had the college system, you had like a, you know, a. a G yeah, League, or league, they league, have league, league, you, are you, are you guys are you guys familiar with MLB at all? Baseball? No. Yeah. No. no. I don't know how it works, but I know the, I knew there, it was okay, baseball. There's MLB, that's the top <laughs> league. And there's a yeah. tri- top league, triple A league right under, double A league right under, and then a single A league. <laughs> there's four leagues exactly. for baseball. Okay. And I'm sure there's more. I don't even know. But that's that's what I know. Yeah. Ha, I feel only like four, I, you guys I think you'd end up having even more roster changes with franchises too, by the way, because then orgs all orgs are dumb, you know? There's some that are, are smart enough to understand that and let players have a lot no, of control. What you like mean, Yummy, is that there's some orgs who know that they're dumb and they're okay yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, but but what ends up happening when you've got these players, you end up playing like trading cards. Oh, I'm bored of this guy. I've, I've seen him for six <laughs> months. Let's go trade him off with this. Story. And, and it would just end up being like revolving musical chairs throughout the league, I feel like. It's just grass is greener. People always want what they don't have, yeah. and now for some reason, like people think that league would be a good idea. I kind of like that's like unless if, yeah. if we if we think franchising is way too crazy, like the easiest way to think about it would be okay. League play was sort of in a way like mini like short term franchising because you qualify for like mm-hmm. the the league. Okay, now you play in the uh, in the league for half a year. You're in RLCS for half a year. You don't have to keep qualifying every event. So that's like uh, one step towards franchising. We went away from that. Because we didn't, nobody liked the league anymore. We were like, nah, this would be way cooler if it was open. But because grass is always greener on the other side, now that we've got an open circuit, and I think it's it's the best that Rock League's ever been, best format Rock League's ever had. Yeah. People like it's been so long since we had a league. Some like, tons of fans have come in since the league. Distant history for them. They've never even known a league. So they're like, yeah, Rock League with a, with, a, with a league system would be pretty good, right? Um, I for me, it's crazy that that's even a discussion. I can't, some some I of can't the pros in EU especially got so lazy when when all you had to do was not come dead last. Yeah, in all the you league. had to do is not exactly. like get oh. relegated. You just yeah. practice for the relegation tournament. You're like, boom, you're in RLCS for another six months, even though it's you're like, not it's like that. Um, dead. it's like that story of you know two guys running away from a bear. Like I don't have to unwrap, outrun <laughs> the bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> like, <laughs> as long as I'm not yeah. last, boys, we're safe. We're we're here for another. That's hundred percent. That's why EU like suddenly like RLCS season X happened. All the top teams like were gone except Vitality. Yeah. Every mm. team except Vitality gone. They they all fell off because they actually were not the top teams, but they just couldn't all get relegated every season, so they were clinging on. Like so many players and t- so many teams were just hanging on uh, every season by not getting relegated. That another team another team would get relegated. So I don't know. Le- the league I, I don't see how how it would be better than what we've currently got. What we've currently got is like so close to, to perfect. The level of play is crazy now compared to mm-hmm. league play. As you said, we had such a differential. Like you'd have R- one RLRS team coming up and then just going 0-8. Oh 
Like, you know, shout out to Splice. I'm not going to name names. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then it just ruins the whole season. You get one bad team, ruins the whole season. But no, let's get these new, let's keep funneling new teams in. If you're good enough, if you want a team with your, with your boys who you've been playing with since you were 12, now three years later, you get a chance to, to qualify. Like, get in there and see if you can get in there and get picked up. Like, there's so many more fairy tale stories. But also, the teams at the top are teams that are still working and hungry. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it, it breeds yep. consistency. Okay, we 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 uh segued a long time about franchise. Does anybody? I want to go back to roster rumors, but before that, does anybody have any final thoughts on franchise they want to share? L, L. L. Okay, L. great. I don't think we talked about um AJ <clears throat> AJ. Oh, actually, I don't think he's off of phase yet, but he has been benched um by phase. I don't know if he ever actually got off the yeah, roster. Yeah, they they tweeted the phase. Uh, what did they tweet? Hold on, I've got it here. Um, phase tweeted something. <laughs> They tweeted that. No, that link is wrong. I've just looked. Yeah, August twenty third. They said effective today. AJ has been moved from Thank the starting you. roster to the bench. He remains under phase plan as we evaluate our options moving forward. So they are looking for another option. But there are also rumors of um, AJ joining Reddles, and they're looking for a third. How did I manage to do this? Like instead of linking the tweet, I just made a link to the phase twitter page <laughs> the entire twitter page <laughs> it just goes to the twitter page i was like aha let me pull up the tweet and never mind it's just their home page continue <laughs> but yeah i think that 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 seems pretty obvious what's happening here is that they've you know they can only announce that they've benched him but it's pretty clear that they're that he's gonna leave um based on the the rumors and the leaks what does it mean to bench somebody like, sub, doesn't it just mean we, we pre-kicked you? Like, yeah, yeah, it's basically a pre-kick, yeah. It, actually, it, it is. It is kicking somebody while still maintaining power to the org to stop them from moving to a new org without giving them money. And, and it, they probably still pay him. And right? you know what, you know what the worst part is about being on, uh, like, like uh, being benched or, like, a part of the bench contract, whatever it's considered, is usually, a lot of times, and I don't know if this is AJ's situation or FaZe's situation, but... Um, an org can write a clause saying like if you are on the bench mm -hmm. you will receive a lot less salary so you know their salary could be a six-figure mm -hmm. salary and then they go to the bench and their salary is like 5k for the year or something like that so they could pay them they could get away with paying them for like 500 dollars a month or something like that and that's happening even though they don't have a new team yet and so first killer yeah. and the boys will be getting full salary doing nothing whilst <laughs> aj's doing exactly the same thing and not getting paid exactly <laughs> and, and there has been team in the offseason there was <laughs> That has happened before. <laughs> and that's why yeah. people, like there there was an org in RLCS who just completely like went under new management. Nobody trusted them and then they went under new management and people were like, okay, like, you know, we'll give them a chance. Wow. Because they benched their whole team during the offseason and they, they paid them like 10% <laughs> of their actual salary. So it, it's possible. I've, and yeah. it's, it's I've heard before. orgs before being like, well, you're not playing right now. Why would I pay you? <laughs> like, so <sort of> because <laughs> exactly. There's no tournaments. This is why we don't. We don't want to give, give these power. people more power. No, give them power. This is what I'm like, saying. It's a bad yeah, idea. Nah. Yeah, that's nah, not happening. So a AJ benched. Um, it's rumored that he's looking for a third with Rettles. Rettles has made YouTube videos with Drees and Magic Bear, so clearly they're the, <laughs> the front runners. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it all out. Meanwhile, Rolda is put Mist above AJ in yeah. his top 25 players list for this season. Uh, and, uh, current. And he also leaked Mist trying out for FaZe. We can fill the blanks. We know what's happening here. Uh, so yeah, that's basically NA in a nutshell. We've already talked about LJ and Rettles and SSG. I, th I think that's pretty much all of okay. America. Yeah, so let's let's actually think about uh, like what are, your, what are your thoughts on these rumors? So Rettles off SSG and now LJ is the replacement. So you have LJ Daniel Arsenal. What are you guys like? Upgrade, mm. downgrade? 
I think it's got to be an upgrade, but not because I think LJ is going to outperform Rettles by a significant margin. Um, but, you know, based on what Arsenal was writing on, or no, what he said in his Twitter video, seemed like the vibes of that team were just not working in practice. So mm -hmm. they need something fresh. So I got to think, I got to think it's an upgrade for that reason. I think a mechanical upgrade, it's time will tell whether it's like a full on upgrade for the team, but I would expect mm -hmm. so. I don't know. It's, it, it, you, the NA boys might have more on LJ because, you know, if you talk to T Bates, he's literally the best player in the world. Um, but I, <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I haven't seen enough yet. And, in, you know, performance wise, you know, as a team, you know, obviously oxygen wasn't the greatest. So, what have, you know, who do you, do you have any? I, I think I totally agree with Johnny. Um, you know, we saw a space station that um, got kind of revitalized by Dan. And I think just it, it, it took a lot of pressure off them. They had a player leave and they had to fill his shoes with a rookie. And, you know, they started having a little bit of fun and things went a lot better. Um, obviously, this situation is a little bit different. But I agree. I think sometimes just shaking things up, get a new player in, you know. I like seeing NA things. go for the, the young talent as well. Though. Yeah, this is cool yeah. Because it's something NA hasn't done as much until uh, recently. And it's cool to see it now happening. Because that's the way to go. Like, you know, get the young talent in. Um, like like Nolly was saying, instead of players just teaming with their friends, play with team with the better player. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think Rettles is still really good. I think he's going to probably, like, strangely benefit from this as well. Because... If the situation was bad in Arsenal's estimation for, uh, for them, uh, then it was probably bad for Rettles as well. And maybe he just didn't want to admit it, or maybe he just didn't think that it was bad enough to do anything about it. And he then he's like, "Oh, I'm kicked. Well, now I have to do something about this." So, yeah, he's obviously going to get a team. I think he's going to get a good team. I think Rettles is far from, far from done, far from washed. I think he played really well at Worlds. He was peaking, wasn't he? He has yeah. mech now. Yeah, I think Rettles is yeah. he's going to be fine. But yeah, LJ's sick. He's not as good as T-Bates uh, tells you he is, but he is, he's a really good player. He's got a lot of potential. Um, and I think that Arsenal, it's going to be an interesting one because Arsenal might just be like marked by eight now. Maybe he's just going to run rampant in the midfield, let LJ and Daniel <laughs> chill chill in defense until he well, messes up the other team enough for them to, to do something. What what about then the the missed on phase fear? What do you, what have you got from us there? You know if that's a that's a potential obviously that uh, Roldies is sort of fully leaked eight times now. Um, <laughs> in terms of in terms of that pickup, it's a, it's obviously a, it's a different sort of type of player um, from what an AJ was. How do you think that's going to go at fear? Um, I think uh, I I defer to the players. Like I expect all of these moves to be upgrades where two players are moving somebody else out. Uh, mm -hmm. because uh, have there been examples of any of that going really wrong? I would think that with how well FaZe has done and how well like SSG with Rettles had done, if they're kicking these guys out for, for people like Mist and LJ, they they know something. They know something I don't, whether it looks like they're right or not. So I would expect them to be better. I expect any team making that kind of move to improve. Uh, otherwise, they're making huge mistakes. But th these players know best is basically what I defer to. So wait, I, wait, I expect that's... them to be better. That's a really good point, though. So, like, were any of the okay? So let's let's think North America since we're talking NA. Were any of the NA roster moves in the last RLCS season uh, bad, or did any of them fail? Because they kind of all did seem to work. Like SSG with Daniel was an improvement. Um, Atomic V one with Beast Mode G2. is a big improvement. G two Atomic G2, big improvement. Yeah. I guess NV was the only one that went down. NV went 
down. But you know, they phase didn't sip want that roster move. Was phase sip an improvement though? Because they won one regional and came fourth at LAN with Lucian, and then the next split with uh, with uh, Sipical, they didn't win any regionals and they came fourth at LAN. They went sideways. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it was like sideways or marginally worse. I'd say. I, I don't think they improved. I think mm. they just continued coming fourth, and. Yeah, didn't 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 go up. I think they were Envy kind of the Envy went down, but it wasn't their fault. They lost the Tomic. So they lost yeah, a they, they didn't initiate than, yeah. that. Yeah, they didn't initiate that one. I don't know. Phase was sideways move. Illusion is typical. No, 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 no. I think they became more consistent. It's just people expected them first place always, but they just became yeah. more consistent because they they got like twelfth place did finishes, they but they didn't get that with Sip. I don't think. Hmm. I think they had one like. They did actually finish twelfth. And they, well, they, they finished twelfth in London. 12th, but... They finished twelfth in London. Oh, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking for... about regionals. Yeah, I I don't know. The regionals were kind of comparable. I don't know if it was better. Well, they, they the had results a, they had a 12th better. place in um in the third split, the final split, right? Yeah, well, the reason so... I bring it up for phase is because like okay, if anything, you could argue that their move for typical gave marginally better results. I could see that, um, but I think you could also argue it was sideways. Uh, I think there's a debate there. But Someone made a good point there. It's it, it might not be whether your team's better, it's whether you made the other teams worse. You consolidated <laughs> the talent. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, you broke up other teams. Yeah. Yeah. But actually they made Space Station better because Space yeah. Station definitely did better with Daniel. So that was, yeah. if anything, a bad move to get typical because you improved SSG and you went sideways. But I mean they've still kept him, so clearly like long term they rate him. Um but do do you guys think Mist is gonna be an improvement? It's it's tough. Like phase they set a high bar. Right yeah, out of the game, right? In the, <laughs> that is in really the, tough. They fell split like this season. They did really well with Illusion. They 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 have a high bar for success. AJ is so a really is hard person to fill as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how those three play together. Well, obviously, Mist is just going to sit in net and like uh, get the most saves per game of any player in the in, in the league. And Far Skiller is going to like ball chase and try and do everything. And then Sipical is also going to be mega defense. I think. Farscaler just wants players who are going to sit back and let him run the show. <laughs> let me work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, he wants to be the best player. He wants everybody to, you know, call him the best player in the world. He wants to prove he's the best player in the world. He thinks he's the best player in the world. He's the most confident, uh, one of the most confident players. I don't know if that's going to work, though. I feel like that's the opposite. <clears throat> Personally, okay. I feel but like that's the opposite of what Farscaler needs. He needs, like, a mark by eight. He needs, like, an arsenal. He needs somebody who's in front of him. And he can play off that. I don't know why he wants mm. to run the show, like, on ball. Let's, uh, let's simplify this. It. Um, who do you think is better, AJ or Mist? That's AJ. close. I'd say AJ personally. More, more. AJ's a more complete player. Mist is a Mist is better for like certain teams, certain like situations, but AJ's more more complete. So I've got a th I've got a theory on like you know you know the Mist sort of like goalkeeping situation. You know he's very good save. I always felt that the people that are always making the the last ditch saves i feel like that's a positioning like you you're not getting there in time to make it you're making it harder for yourself i feel like miss makes it harder for himself and it looks mm. more impressive if that makes sense like he's always yeah, so deep that he's always having to make saves what rather than sort of stopping it in midfield like he's yeah rather he's, than he's, challenging yeah, he's defaulting aggressive. net yeah he's defaulting net and making these saves but is that is that because he's like positionally not like pushing up enough or or cutting off in midfield. Like I always found that this is sort of like back in like say season four, like ages ago, the people that were the slower rotators were the people that got more saves because they were sort of like just getting there in time or they were defaulting in net and being too passive. You know what I mean? Like you sort of see it in pressure situations in game sevens when people started sitting net. It's just all of a sudden it's just 
everyone like, oh my God, I can't get that. I need to stay in there and then make saves. I, I, I wonder. That's I, I always just find, I don't know. Miss, Miss, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah, let us know, Miss. Ratio. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I... So, okay. Clearly, First Killer is trying to make a super team and he has been forever. He's like going through so many different options. None of them are the team he wants. He's, he's, he's getting there. You know, he's sticking with Sypical for now. Who knows how long that's going to last. Maybe Sypical's in the chopping block at the end of the fall split this season <laughs> for someone else. He'll, he'll try a different iteration. If you guys could make First Killer's super team, who do you put on First Killer's team to help him, like, get the results that he's so what, clearly like, want? He wants to be like number one. He wants NA? to be the best player in the world. Just NA? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, let's, let's keep it NA for now. All of NA. What is the NA super team for First Killer? Is it Sypical Mist? Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe somebody thinks it is. What do you guys think? Wait, we could pick anybody? Anyone in NA, yeah. If you, because clearly Farsco is trying to make a super team and he needs some help because it's not worked. It's never worked so far. He's, the, he's, the, he's done the loads of different options. Team. They haven't worked. Yeah. What is the? Who are the best two players? To, da Daniel Beesmo. Daniel Beesmo is the best player. <laughs> Daniel Beesmo. 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 Is it even, yeah. I don't know. If, is it though? Is it? Because Daniel's mm. super defensive, and Beast Mode's kind of defensive Wait, as well. Johnny, I don't play know if style, it is. Play style doesn't matter. Wait. I think it does. I would argue it does. But you can tell me why Boy, you think Beast it doesn't matter. Defensive? I'll listen. Players, yeah, you'll listen. Yeah, Beast Mode is, I think Beast Mode is defensive. Players no, will, listen, players will be able to adapt. All these players are very good, obviously, but players will be able to adapt to their teammates. Like, if you put them on a team for long enough, they'll be able to figure out each other's tendencies yeah. and play around their tendencies. They, they're not stuck. Why, 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 why have they not stuck with AJ then? They've benched him. Why have they not? You have to ask Berskula that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I running mean, the right. I mean, when you explain it, like, when you explain it like they're going to stick together, they're going to figure each other out. It sounds like it makes sense and it sounds really simple, but clearly it's not because well, I well, AJ. What Rizzo's saying, and I agree, is that you can make a team based off three really good players, and they might not immediately gel, but eventually they'll figure it out. Well, and do you guys think every player is true. flexible? I would argue that some players are not flexible at all, and they do the, the same play style every team that they're in. They don't really change what they do much, and other players are very yeah, flexible. Yeah, some, some players aren't flexible, but I think um, any team that is willing to work it out will figure it out. But it, there's no yeah. way to really know unless you're playing on that team. But if you're looking purely at gameplay, <laughs> on paper, whatever, like those, those are the players that you're going to look for. Three. Oh, they're the I'd... biggest okay you've gone for the biggest like star quality possible yeah um but i think that's like a risk because they kind of had that with aj i'm not thinking i'm not running the org johnny i'm not thinking about the risk <laughs> yeah but i still asked you your dream team and you gave me a team that i think is risky so i'm calling you out on it like i think you, you, clearly they did that with aj typical first three ridiculously mechanical players star power through the roof and it didn't work so why try that again when you've got three players who are kind of defensive. Well, I don't know for, if I would describe Farskiller. He's kind of like a midfield guy. But I think, like, I want I want to see Farskiller play with an Illusion-type player. That seemed to work really well. Like a player who I, wasn't anywhere Johnny, near as good mechanically, got, but play style they got was perfect. They got 12th place in regionals, and then as soon as they got rid of uh, uh, Illusion and they replaced with uh, Sip, they didn't get 12th place. They got 4th every time, I'm pretty sure. But they also didn't they win. They, they also, also didn't, didn't win, win but they improved all the results and they had the consistency. No, I'm not saying Illusion is the guy. I wouldn't put Illusion in my oh, dream team. Okay. But I think like Illusion, like esque kind of player, like who's gonna be like okay, ball okay. chasing. He's gonna be like 50 50ing. He's Getting 23 to, he's demos be, a game versus RPG. Yeah, yeah, just like, he's, <laughs> he's just gonna be messing him up. You know, he's gonna be driving about doing stuff on the ball and pressuring and not like sitting in net. <clears> I don't <throat> think the, that sitting in net type of player is what first killer needs. I might so be wrong, right. but I'm just. If you guess. don't like first killer Daniel Beast mode, what's what's your first killer super team? 
Ah, who? Okay, I, for it's much easier. It's much easier if I'm allowed to use EU players because EU players are more. No, aggressive. you said uh, you players, NA only. You gotta go to NA, mate. <laughs> Two BDS players. EU players are more aggressive, so it's much easier with, with EU players. But okay, if I have to use NA players, let's see. Like Calm is a good option, I think. He, I think he would be a good. Why is to go Calm a first killer? Because he's gonna like get in front of first killer on every play, and he's gonna demo. He's gonna boost, steal boost. He's gonna 50-50 a bunch. He's gonna be annoying. And then first killer is going to have more opportunities to just play the ball against no one because calm will create chaos. I, I like calm as a player for him. I, li I also like Arsenal's play style. I like Rettles' play style to go with him. But I don't think Rettles. I think maybe I'm going to go calm and. Ah, uh, okay. Your second player could be defensive. I'll probably go beast mode. Calm beast mode. Just switch first killer in for torment. That's my first killer dream team. Wait, <laughs> Beast mode torment calm? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, sorry. I, did I say? Oh, I okay, meant, okay. Uh, you're just saying. For <laughs> okay. Just V one after all. <laughs> I meant, like put, put I first killer really in V one. Like put, put him instead of torment on V one. That's that's my dream team. I I don't agree that that beast mode's a, a third man. I think that some players are forced in, into positions based on what their team is doing. I know that like say this inside scoop. Speaking of beast mode's dad at Worlds, he was saying that there was a bit of trouble in terms of. He was he finally found himself getting stuck third a lot and didn't want to be. He wanted to be that aggressive player. So I think that some people might still yet to have fully, uh, you know, shown their where they're most comfortable. It's just maybe that the team environment makes me like, oh, Beast Mode always wants to be third because he's always third man. But maybe that's just a tendency of V one rather than him as a as a player. So maybe if you put him on a first killer, uh, Daniel Beam Mode team, you'll see sort of Daniel the player that likes to sort of. Let let the situation happen, and then you got B mode like how he how he has done downfield, you know, going for the redirects, trying to be the mm. the new age, the new age a lot. Like, oh my god, where's he come from? Why is he on their corner? Stuff like that, and then first killer run around the midfield. It's a shame so. we could never have these teams play each other because we picked the same players. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I think that I think that a lot of these players will adapt depending on what their team requires, and I think the best players are the most flexible. Brothers, some are some are one tricks like myself. I have to be aggressive <laughs> or I can't defend, as Yummy would know. So what do you, I think what the, you guys, the best um, players adapt. What do you guys think about complexity? Oh, yeah, because yeah, complexity rumored to get CRR. Uh, CRR I think uh, it's more than a rumor, mental. too, because Raisable and CRR have been duoing for like the last <laughs> couple of weeks. So. Yeah, for basically a month yeah. now. CRR, <laughs> CRR played awesome. in my tournament um, this weekend with the complexity tag. So <laughs> in-game tag. That's funny. I think it's very tag. interesting. Like having um I think it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, having like agreed. international moves like that is so sweet. Yeah. Such a cool thing to see for the esports. I feel like that just means it's like growing, really. And also yeah, it's just true. great because it's a Spanish speaking team playing in North America <laughs> from a Spanish player and two Argent <laughs> well no Argentinian and Chilean. All all like coming together to play in NA and take down Take down the North American frogs. <laughs> I love it. I hope they do. I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited. I think CRR is um, like still not on the mainstream radar. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of fans that don't realize how much talent he has. So I'm excited to see him mm -hmm. um, with a, uh, a good supporting cast. If the rumors do become true. That's that's kind of a topic then. We we say we say League of Legends with NA League because NA sucks at you know at video games. You say with, with a lot of a lot of a lot of other esports, the potential for the future of Rocket League being that players slash teams are moving 
to worse regions rather than Sam where complexity we're moving to better regions. Let's say that, you know, we all infiltrate NA. We all infiltrate OCE. Our Forky comes down. We infiltrate APAC. What do you guys think about not having, you know, teams from their, you know, respective countries or origins going to, you know, filling up spots um, from, from mm. lesser regions? What is, you know, because that could, de- could definitely be something um, that's on the radar. Obviously, now we have, you know, Forky rumored to be down in OCE. He obviously doesn't have a team yet. But, you know, hypothetically. It's you know, definitely happening. Guys going to, you know, stuff like that. What do you guys think about potentially not having five NA teams? Obviously, Complexity didn't. You know, they they did take a spot. But, you know, having, say, um, like OCE now having like NA teams coming down that are those seven, eight, or maybe six, seven, just out of it taking the OCE spots. Like we do with League with NA. So I, want to get out. I completely understand, like, why a player, like, say... Just like, just say like an NA team. Say an NA, a whole NA team moved to OCE to go play or something. I completely understand why they would do that, but I hate the idea of moving to a weaker region just to get a spot in like worlds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, I mean, with the, the addition of three, like three or four brand new ones. You know, these players haven't had the structure that NA players have had in the past. So yeah, I'm yeah, worried about just, hey, just to just to go to worlds, even though you don't get to go to majors. Yeah, true. The the established ones, the ones that have been in like. OCE and, and NA and EU and South America, the ones that have been around for a while, I feel like you can't even move and, and jump in. I wouldn't think there are yeah. tons of players you could just move and take over anyways. What worries me is this is the idea of people maybe like going to APAC, these brand new regions. And those are regions that you could probably go take over and kind of ruin that mm-hmm. uh, environment a bit. So I'd be worried. I don't think that's really happening that that bad. Uh, but as far as like complexity becoming like basically a not North American team has some EU players and everything, I, I'm not worried about that. That should be, you know, yeah. I'm fine with with that kind of movement. Does it does it ruin a region though, or would it potentially elevate a region in terms of like you know future growth having better players in that region? Well, I know APAC North when they first started, it was almost like a lack of growth and like practice or anything from a lot of the Japanese teams. Because they're like, ah, realize this team's unbeatable. And it, it it probably could have been a much better start to APAC and APAC North had those teams not felt that way. And I have a feeling that if there is a big old super team in that region, we could see the same thing. I think it's a little 50-50. Or we could see those teams uh, practicing really hard against that one team and getting a lot out of it. So I don't think it's really clear cut, to be honest. I think it depends if if a team is just like sort of I don't know if you guys are familiar with CS but sort of a, the OC renegades a lot of the time they're like fly they live in they they used to anyway live over in America and then fly in for the OC tournament to qualify then fly back I think that'd be a problem in say APAC if you had a team just come into APAC purely to play the regionals they weren't playing ranked they weren't scrimming you know, they were just coming in, playing the regionals, get in, get out, and they're yeah, just using that as yeah. a qualification spot because then you're not improving the region. But if these guys were actually there, you know, for the whole split, you know, for say for the three splits, or they were there for the split at least, they were scrimming against other teams, playing that in that rank system, then I'm actually think that that can only in the long term sort of make the region better. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, yeah, only flying in for regionals that would be mega cringe. I'm not gonna <laughs> in and lie. Out. I never even thought about that. Just but flying in because yeah. how, how yeah. long would that Scrimi- take? If scrimming you to EU do that? teams and then just flying over to APAC real quick and then playing the well, regional well, leaving. How, how how long would it even take to fly from like uh, from OCE to 
uh, to APAC and be like officially in APAC and be able to play. APAC oh. South, you could get there in like eight hours. APAC North, 12 hours. Mm. Probably even less for APAC South, depending on where you live. I think realistically, how much would that cost the org to like do that? And then yeah. how much are they really getting back out of it? Like it's not well, really... If you, fly, if you buy flights ahead of time, it's not even like... It's, it wouldn't be uh, anywhere near as expensive. It's usually flights end up costing a ton when we fly to lands because... They leave it till you know two days before, yeah. and they're like, "Okay, guys, we've got to buy your flights, and they're all booked out, so we're gonna put random people on business." Yeah, uh, but if if you yeah. planned it properly, if all of the dates are right, it wouldn't be as as expensive. If you're good enough as well, like if you're a good enough team, I mean, you, you like for, say SSA and APAC, you're guaranteeing you're getting a guaranteed major spot and world spot mm. if you're good enough, just because like purely the infancy, there's like nothing on SSA and APAC, just like where they are as a it's region a new, right yeah. now. They're, they're too new, yeah. So you could have an established team from North America, Europe come over, and you could guarantee a spot. So if an all wanted to do that, it'd be possible. I think it'd just be that because I know you need to have residency in the country, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit airy fairy. I think it's like sort of up to Sonics' discretion what that actually is. Like I think I hope as it's long quite. As I, hope it's I think I they'd hope it's want more... you to be in the country for the like at least the three regionals. For example, like stay there rather than like constantly just popping in for a weekend every two weeks. Mm. I feel like that is that is certainly crossing <laughs> That's a cringe. line somewhere. That's um, that, that being said, if they were stuck there for whatever six weeks, right? If they were sitting there for six, seven weeks playing, there's also the effect that they're going to be getting a lot worse practice and they're going to be falling behind. So maybe they'll get to the majors, but have a little issue when they get to the majors or worlds. I hope I hope it's stricter. I hope that this is not yeah. possible. I hope, <laughs> so the, I hope what we're discussing is not possible or not feasible at all. I hope that I, I think, I think there, there are players fight. moving to APEC, by the way, for this season. What uh, level of like? Uh, how, <laughs> is that all you can say? I think that I think they'll be good enough to make a major. You know, to make majors. Oh wow! Holy yummy cheese man lake. <laughs> <laughs> If, yeah, so now it's uh, obviously we have the four people. So there's a real possibility that, that there are better players or better region players moving to emerging regions for spots. Mm -hmm. That's sort of where we've got, which is kind of crazy that we have got to that because it has, you know, it's always been players going to better regions to, to improve themselves. But now we're like, righto, we've established that we've got certain, you know, amount of spots for majors, certain amount of spots for worlds. It, the competition is so good. Let's try and make it easier for ourselves. Let's go. So this could be <laughs> interesting. Let's just interesting let's just go time. and have a chance. Let's just go and qualify. <laughs> there's an, there, it's I, literally the retirement home now for for some players. So yeah. Like oh well. I, I think it's, I it's I great it that North America are good because in Rocket League because in True. League of Legends they had to introduce rules on the number of imports you can have so that <laughs> they couldn't have all EU and OC and etc rosters playing in North America. Uh, I don't think that'll happen in Rocket League, but maybe, maybe one day, uh, because moving to North America is still very valuable in terms of money. The money's bigger in North America than Europe. So I think mm. that's also another reason for people to move over at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, all RS RLCS cares about is residency, like wherever you're living. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's no like duration stayed in that location or is there? Yeah, define residency. I, I don't yeah. even think it's like a full residency. Honestly, I think what Was CJ it? said is possible. Like you could literally fly to the as region. As long as you're there. 
Yeah, but are you living there? there? It's more like you're a tourist there completely. If you're going there for three I days, mean, you're playing you're on their servers. There. You're playing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that. Like, I don't think they've really considered that. Like what CJ said, I've not considered that ever. Like, <laughs> you need I a permanent like residency. That's not true. You don't need a That's visa either. Me. Usually, residency is like you. You have like a power bill or something. Like you have something from that region. Power, like in Orkney. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Wait, a, wait, an invoice from power. I'm paid by power. I'm personal, <laughs> permanent resident in OCE. No, I think you usually need like some sort of document, like that you have lived there at least for like a month. Like, mm-hmm. not yeah. Obviously, visas would be like the very extreme side of things. You have a full on visa there, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's certainly a can of worms that I don't know if psionics are fully prepared for, if if I could say that. But maybe they're just like, who cares? Like, it's just, it's cool. Like, it, it does bring, you know, as we said, Fork at OCE brings, you know, excitement, I guess, to, to at least these regions. And it, it, it makes people talk about, you know, the possibilities. It's bringing eyes. So if we have moves to APAC, is it bringing more eyes to APAC? In Sonic's mm. view, is that just all they care about? You know what I mean? It probably is. It probably but if like, they're well, move, move sounds fine. Like he's out there. He's you know he's not just like you said flying out for the regionals and then going home, like practicing, existing uh, in one region and then just qualifying in a different one. Like I I think it sounds fine if you're actually going out there, actually you know operating as an entire split or an entire season in one. Wasn't Sigums like that? No, he he yeah. lived in Japan already, didn't he? Yeah, he lived there. This for is, uh, okay. this is from Direct. He said the rule specifically says the tournament in all parts is open to eligible pl- eligible players who reside in the eligibility area, but is void yeah. wherever restricted or prohibited by applicable law, or in any country where participation is prohibited prohibited by U.S. law. Whatever that means, still, like still reside. Like, what's what's reside mean? Like, I think yeah, it's just reside about... makes it make, makes it even more. Yeah, it's very vague. You could just be there for three days, but I know that Homie was talking about it because he was trying to get people in uh, for for his team that he was coaching. Um, so when he refers to permanent residency, he doesn't mean permanent residency. He means they have to live there. Uh, permanent residency is like a very specific. Uh, you know, governmental thing. Yeah, residency would be a lot different get. than permanent residency. Shasta Nish had main place of residence, but what is main? You could just go there for three days. Yeah, main say, place no, of residence is my home. Is not <laughs> permanent residency. Permanent. Re- don't use the term permanent residency, homie. Just say that's where you're living. Like, but is it does it main main place of residence? What is is that? Not just like where you. You yeah, your to official be... addresses, but you don't actually have to be there. I'm residing <laughs> like, in this area. Like, there's just a different yeah. way to say it. No, and you could be away it. from home more often than not. So it can't just be like where you are for more of the year. Because you could just be like, well, I'm traveling a lot. Uh, but trust me, I'm only <laughs> home for a week, one week a year, but it is my main place of residence. <laughs> so it's, I think it's very up there. I think teams could easily argue, you know, that they are, that is their main place of residence. Because that's where they're, you know, that's where they're foundation is where they're cool where they but yeah you've got to be out. careful of course because making like really strict rules and then somebody does have to go back to a certain place because of you know circumstances and then okay now you can't play when you get when you arrive back because you weren't there long enough like you, you it's a it's a difficult one it's not just as simple as okay let's make it that players have to be there for the entire split and you can't leave the country like <laughs> you can't just do that what if somebody has to go because because uh, of uh you know a family matter and then they come back and okay now you can't play because you left like i don't know they're, 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 the solution is tricky. 
But I think it does does yet, sound though. like Sonic's. Uh, you know, it's there. It's up to Sonic's interpretation. It's not like there's a massive loophole there. Sonic's just when they get asked, "Hey, can we play in this region? I'm going to be there every second week." It's just <laughs> magically on the same weekend that the actual regionals are on. Can I play? They'll probably be like, "No, it's our tournament, our rules. We enforce it." You know, uh, it's not mm. loopholeable. You'd hope that yeah. have chatted to Sonics and and gone through it like anyone that's that's doing that, making sure it's a okay, or they've got like outlined. You know, as Rizzo said, like you're not just fly in, fly out. Like as long as I've outlined, you have to be there for the whole split, or you have to be there. Um, you know, you have to have a home, or you have to be a certain visa or something like that. Whatever the whatever it is is clear. So as you said, we don't have these people. Like I'm playing here, and then regional one. Like, you know, Sonic Shots is like, no, you're not. Go home. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's, home. Not, that's not where you are. So hopefully it's all cleared yeah, out. But it could be a bit more work for Sonics. We should probably like fly through the rest of the EU rosters. Yeah, I was just about to say, if there's any final rumors. thoughts on this residency thing or NA in general, we can... Uh, well, if there's any uh, final yeah. thoughts. Rizzo, CJ... We heading to SSA or what's the deal? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Three of us? Yeah, come on. That's content. Let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm trying to see it. I'm trying to see that roster form. So we had we talked briefly about um well uh the Nolly leaving. Uh that was I don't know what the, the state of that one is or the official status of it, but yeah, rumored that he's or no, Astral and Nolly leave K- KC was was that been an org announcement or a player announcement or something or is that just uh rumored at this moment Astral and Nolly I'm pretty sure that's a rumor pretty sure that's yeah, a rumor that Astral and Nolly are leaving but based on Nolly's tweet that you just put out about franchising it's pretty clear that that might actually be more than a rumor mm-hmm. um and then you had another rumor that Nolly uh what was it what was it oh yeah Nolly's like uh he was DMing uh, someone. I think it accidentally got it got shown that he was trying to team with Jack or something. I can't remember. He uh, was he was is something on Reddit that he was mentioning Dignitas. So people yeah. are reading between the lines that you oh. know, Jack Jack might be looking to to get off Dignitas and stuff. Jack, like that, Jack so. Nolly. What do you guys think about Jack Nolly? Is that is that smart? Could be. I like it. Depends on a third, but I like it. They're both English. There you go. They both speak. They it both works. Speak English. They're boys. <laughs> As long as they don't pick up a French player, because that, obviously that's not going to last longer than a split. <laughs> <laughs> so, they just go to pick up another English-speaking player. Somebody who doesn't, doesn't speak French or Spanish, or else you never know what, what happens after one split. That player plays really well. Plays really well. Uh, but yeah, there is also the tied into the Nolly Abjack, potentially teaming together rumor. Um, yeah, Dignitas. Well, we all kind of like expected Dignitas to just completely disband, and now it's rumored that they are completely disbanding. That That's not surprising, is it? after the end of the season no i i, I don't nope. think so not even about the end of the season i just feel like no, the whole whole second half of the season actually yeah i mean i just feel like it was kind of a given i, I think it's just if you've just been looking a little bit is jack rumored to stay on dignitas is the well, is the new well, dignitas team gonna be nolly plus we don't know else? I, I was gonna yeah, say I, f- I feel like not only has the team disbanded it looks like the whole org itself is disbanded with all the layoffs <laughs> and stuff so. <laughs> all the tape on their sponsors and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah that was looking pretty rough i, I mean i think the so, biggest okay. thing though is like nolly and jack like it, it, i mean it seems pretty good on paper but having like a it really depends on the third because you can have a bad third and 
it could not really just work out. Like, I mean, G2's done that with me. Renegades has done that with CJ. And it's like, it's just been like this, this constant thing where teams just can't okay, find so, that right third. And it just is a so detriment we can help to the them team. Out. We can fix this. Who, who should they get? This is our time to shine. Who should Nolly and Jack get as the third? There's this guy, Jorias, who's pretty good. <laughs> I think he doesn't have a team. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a team. Okay. Cash. Turbo. Cash, Cash. and Turbo. Cash does have Cash a team, has a Cash team. has announced his team. Yeah, but he there's no org, so you can just take him. We, you can just take him. <laughs> true, true. You could just take Yoink, Yoink. Cash yeah, from the that's not a bad idea. team. Okay, that's, that might be the top idea at the moment. Um, pull, what if they pull someone from Mina? Hmm. I like it. That's tough though Wait, because who's available? that's tough because they're all in good teams now. Like Roas, Kaliers, and um, Naipo just team together in Mina, mm. and yeah, Basil Sen replaced... Senzo's on a team, but does he have an org? Senzo has good English. Yeah, that's they do. Sen that. Senzo and SNW Veloce. and Basil are with Veloce. Oh, that is with Veloce. Okay. And I think they're all pretty com. I think all the Mina players are pretty comfy in Mina. Not gonna lie, I think they're having a good time over there. I don't think they're gonna leave to go to uh, a lesser region like Europe. Yeah, true. <laughs> Well, I think with the uh, the moist situation, it sort of opens up. You've got sort of the the rise joy on one side, and you've got the the app jack, the jack Nolly Nolly. on the other yeah. side. There could be a sort of a form in there. I know that uh, the latest the latest rumor mill is is Archie. I'm sure we'll probably talk in a sec. Archie to to moist to replace Patera, mm. but you know, I think this. I really it, it seems for me. I'm really on the outside with this, but it, it seems to me that a lot of teams were sort of locked, and then the Vitera situation happened and I, I feel like it's blown like EU back open again mm. with sort of you know that domino effect still, still Ar got Archie Cash are the two top uh, free agents everybody, uh, everybody says Archie's rumoured to be Moise you still potentially got uh, Astral floating around as well oh of course because yeah Astral uh, along with Nolly um, was off KC they were build rebuilding around Itachi or rumoured to be rebuilding around Itachi but then uh, there is another rumor that Astral's like being looked at by uh, Vitality, and then another rumor that that's fallen through. So Astral's like the biggest question mark at the moment. But obviously, imagine. he has to go for a French team. Like he doesn't want a yeah. team with some English <laughs> English players. <laughs> what what with what a what a ridiculous idea! Imagine that the Vitira leaves. Oh, Astral's from Belgium. Uh, well, but yeah, he speaks French. Imagine the Vitira leaves. They just grab Astral. I think yeah, the biggest French. thing, you guys are talking about how uh, Vitira shook things up. I think just, like, Vitira in general, obviously, amazing player, stuff like that. Um, but just, like, any team that was looking for a player regardless, they're going to, like, try to find that player. So, like, Vitira's, like, top cream of the crop, you know what I'm saying? But, like, if a player mm -hmm. who was a step down became available, they would probably start hunting that player, too, sort of thing. So it's like, um, yeah, yeah, I think Vitira opened up a lot of options, but I think... Um, a player besides Vatira would have done that as well. I think I think teams were just ready to make a change regardless. Yeah, the uh, the other like biggest or at least that I could see the biggest uh, name in terms of free agents going into obviously like there's been bigger free agents since teams started like uh, you know losing players and players left uh, teams and became a big uh, player who's available. But Raziers was a player who even before the offseason started everybody's talking about him as like one of the best options i think it was like razier's cash they were the two biggest people in europe yeah. everybody's talking about trying to wait and see where they land and razier's hasn't he just like had his team his new team announced he did yeah. he, he is season. announced he's teaming with uh it's cassio razier's and rizex top blokes top blokes oh yeah under, under top blokes 
that's that's a that's a surprising one for me because I thought that surely Razier's would end up would end up with Catalyst Ivan, uh, who were mm. staying together, um, with uh with EG, but yeah, he's he's gone with Rizix and Cassio, so that's pretty cool. Very very curious to see how that one ends up. And the other confirmed roster for today, well, at the moment, is the full Spanish roster of Mark Dorito and Atomic. So finally, we know where what Mark's next step is, which is really exciting. I think that's all of them. I think that's all the confirmed rosters. The Kashyyyk's a relating wave one that everybody's saying is now not confirmed because Cash is going to get yoinked. Uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if that one sticks. But I'm, I mean, Mark Dorito Atomic, I'm super excited to see them. I'm really happy that Mark yeah. actually got off uh, his, <laughs> his orc. <laughs> really happy that he was able to uh, get, get out of there and find a spot on, a, on another team because I feel like just being mensch in general and being stuck in that spot is a horrible situation to be in. So mm. I'm happy to see him being able to play. We uh just gonna open this back up. We talk, we, you know, we got the potential CRR to NA. Do we think there's any of the potential NA free agents that might fit with Afjack and Noli, since there would be no language issue? Mm. I don't even know the possibility, or yeah. I don't even know of like what NA players are free agents. May, hey, maybe like unrestricted. I'm thinking unrestricted. I was gonna say Rettles. Maybe Red all rails. Imagine Rails and AJ's, like, all their tryouts, all their scrims that they've been doing are just trash, and they're like, nah, forget this, I'm going to Europe. <laughs> like, Rails and Nolly, get them in a team. <laughs> that would be the, the funniest teammates. It's certainly a possibility. I think that I know from sort of Abjack's what gauging, you know, chatting to him at Worlds was just sort of like he really just wants that team that it's less so about let's get the best player possible, but who's going to want to work the most? You know, who's going to want to, you know, put in yeah. the extra work, you know, like in that. terms of off the pitch as well, like replays, but also, you know, diet, nutrition. Like he really wants he to- He was first on it. the bus every day. He, he was on the earliest yeah. bus to go to practice at Worlds every day. No, so no I think player was up before him. I think it's more about who's going to like, you know, go that extra mile and really like try and maybe experiment a bit more with stuff. As I said, like, you know, nutrition, like sleep, um, caffeine, mm. stuff like that. Take yeah, take it to, double socks. exactly. Double you know, take like it to the next level and see. Y'all heard him talk about so. that. Double socks, no shoes. Wait, who is this? Comfort. Abjack okay. talking about his okay. double socks. Okay. I think I've heard of actually. Yeah, does he's he definitely does he take his shoes that. off? Does no, no, he he, he, he says double socks because when your feet are cold, there's more blood going down there. So he's yep, gonna keep his true. feet warm to keep his mm. blood flow. Mm, you know, I guess true. up top of the brain. You should wear slippers then. Yeah, I, I wore slippers for the whole world because I wanted my feet to be like warmer and like woolly socks. <laughs> True. It's yeah, it makes sense. If you're doing the cold feet distracting you and taking blood away from the brain, as Jack has so obviously identified. But no, I like that. If so if you don't if you're not gonna wear two pairs of socks, don't even bother messaging Jack about like a spot. <laughs> you're not on the short list. You gotta wear a minimum two pairs of socks. <laughs> Three is optional as well. But don't even try and wear one pair of socks. Oh, there was also we forgot to mention another rumored roster of uh vatira and exotic to kc which i think is super cool with uh, uh itachi yeah with itachi because they're they're supposed to be rebuilding around itachi apparently and yeah if they grab exotic and vatira another french that's a, roster that's a super team uh, I, yeah. I, i've been waiting i'm so glad that exotic mm -hmm. finally getting his uh his time He's to shine sick. He's he's awesome, and for the longest time, for all of our I, season X, a lot of people X. are underrating that team. A lot of people aren't uh, as impressed as you, Johnny. 
Oh, that's because no, people don't realize how good Exotic is. Even after like a sick performance at Worlds, I thought he was awesome at Worlds. Uh, people still. I put him like top fifteen. I thought he yeah, hard carried sick. that team. He was incredible. He definitely did. Popped yeah, he was off. awesome. But he he was like he, for the all of our LCS season X underperforming on a team that's underperforming. All of like the start of this season on a team that's underperforming. Now finally he gets to be on a good team and look what he, he look what he does. He does in the world stage. So this is like yeah, the, it makes sense to me. I think he's up there. I think Exotics perfectly at that level to be on a world-class team i just, just like say, an extra um, or someone super spicy matt the owner of moist said he's not impressed sad face <laughs> <laughs> in chat he's not impressed with exotic he's, he's not impressed it's <laughs> but that's i think that's why people are less i mean everyone's just comparing it to moist and moist was uh, like yeah, so yeah, good yeah. they're like eh, is it as good as moist he, though like yeah, they're, they're, they feel like they're taking a risk yeah but moist guys... can't even maintain their roster so what... <laughs> oh, <my laughs> i don't know what do you guys think about the decision to build around Itachi rather than Astral? Uh, that's an interesting one. But I think that they, you know, despite Astral being the star player on that team, he definitely was, in my opinion, the star player. I think Itachi's really, really good. I think mm -hmm. Itachi's he's an awesome player. And if you can get someone like Vatira, uh, an exotic, then yeah, that that looks like a pretty good team on paper. I mean, if I if if I heard the two rosters, Vatira, exotic, Astral, or Vatira, exotic, Itachi. I think that both sound equally good to me. I don't think the Astral one sounds significantly better. But, uh, you know, if a team lacked that X factor, that, like, outplayability, then sure, maybe you need Astral instead of Itachi. But I don't think a team with Exotic and Vatira is going to lack that. Yeah. Is this the team that Zen is supposed to go to? No, that's... Uh, <laughs> or what was it? Vitality, Vitality were rumored to be grabbing uh, Astral and Zen. And they were going to play... What was it? Two splits with Radosin. Alpha Astral and then just bench one of them for Zen when Zen's old enough. Is that is that yeah. I got that right? Okay, that that's actually I think, so. I think I think you have that right. But that's actually a really interesting concept. Like think about uh from a player POV, like joining a you know, a three man roster, but they have Zen on the bench and they're like, Okay, in five months Zen is coming and perform. Like what what is your mm. expectation of that? Like, you, like I feel like that's so much pressure as a player to just be like you know, the star player. Like you, you don't want to give your other team like credit <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that's it could be even more be tough because he's also had to wait around an extra year as well i think the the one the one roster change you haven't really talked about i have to you know not roster change but you know potential move that's happened is that there's been a guy waiting in the wings for a while now. He's been sitting on the bench and he's just been getting getting hot again. He really just forgot how to play the game, but <laughs> I reckon he's got to learn again and be an absolute freak. And that is Fairy Peak. He is officially off Vitality and he is hitting the ground running. Chosette is a rumored duo looking for third. And I can't wait to see Fairy Peak back in action. It's not you. I thought you were going to say turbo. I thought you were going to go turbo. I thought you were saying Forky. I knew he was in chat. <laughs> he's like, damn. That's, that, this is perfect though, because actually... Fairy Peak and Chaussette are both French, and there's going to be a French player available right at the end of this season when they get benched from Vitality. So they've got top like, world-class <laughs> Oh, there you go. They got free, free pickings. As soon they as Vitality bench their third French player for Zen, boom, Fairy Peak and Chaussette sign him up. Just they, All they need is a placeholder for now. They could get literally anyone, and uh, eventually you're going to replace him with the player who Zen replaces. It's a, you know, a, a replacement chain. So I get the impression that Zen is like doing tryouts right now. I don't obviously don't know the, any real details. If you're Zen, do you want to just wait anyways? Oh no, Zen, Zen is above tryout sphere. He, he's <laughs> above tryout. Okay, well, Zen's, but, Zen's like name value alone is. But enough why would to, you like, pick if you're Zen? 
Like, why would you, why would you, when you're as good as he is, like, why don't you just wait until, because everybody wants you, right? Like, we're saying this guy's basically, you can go wherever uh, you want. So why I don't say, you just... I wouldn't say everybody wants him, because I think most teams would rather have a consistent roster all season than make a last, you know, split switch. But for Vitality, so you... I think they're just trying to fully rebuild, so they don't have that luxury. So you think when, when the split comes that Zen can play, that he, that not any team, any French team is thinking, mm, I don't know if I like my third anymore now that Zen's available. Well, who have we got? We've got the, <laughs> we've got BDS. I mean, the, the, I'm assuming that they're going to continue to have success. And then you've got the rumored Vatira Exotic Itachi roster. And Itachi's Moroccan, but speaks French. So he, he counts. I don't know if either of those teams would be like, Zen's a massive upgrade over one of our players. I, I don't know. I I've just it. heard the rumors is that like the French community, as in like the French players, put Zen like way up there, even above Vatira used to be that kind of thing. So there's already a ton of respect for Zen. So he's oh, pretty is. much yeah, just going to get a pick, right? <clears throat> I mean, you can't just like. I mean, no, I don't a think pick on a team, team is, who's struggling. I don't think any other team is planning for it, basically. But yeah, I see what yeah. you mean. Why? Why would you sign it? Sign the dotted line as Zen? Mm -hmm. I mean. I think as then you've got to sign the dotted line. It's kind of like the Daniel situation. Like a top team offers you a spot, you've got to take it because you're going from nothing to RLCS, like top five, just like that. How can you not do it? Especially at the end of a season, like last split, you know, short contract probably. Um, so, but how long it, till he can play? Things change. Winter, right? <clears throat> this yeah. this exact thing Is was one thing that I was like, winter. end of winter, sorry. Like after winter. Okay, end of winter, gotcha. Um, this is one thing that I was like thinking about when Evo signed with Xset at the end of last season. I was so confused why he didn't just wait until off season and, and you know play his cards and see what happens. He probably wanted to prove himself though, right? He wanted to show Well he couldn't play. I can do. Oh he you mean he signed before wait, could he just not play at all? Evo wasn't he, able to play. He wasn't yeah, eligible he until play. the final regional of the third split and he signed so for he the played, whole spring. But he split. played one regional. No no he, didn't he actually play. he actually didn't even play it. He didn't even play it. He didn't oh, even no. play it. Yeah, I was I was surprised he signed that as well, but I, I I don't know like Zen, like even if you take the vitality offer, I feel like Zen is one of those talents where like yeah. they will build around you, and you will have like everything given to you as well as like if you do want to leave the team, you will get the highest offer from all these orgs. So like he's in a position where like he he's just. He's, he's there. Lose. He's that guy. Yeah, exactly. He's that guy. Whereas, like, I mean, Vitality is that org as well. Like, Evo, I'm not sure it's the same thing. No, no, Evo's he's, definitely not. But it, I just yeah. didn't understand why he signed when he, like, and right. John's saying, like, he, they would have to forfeit their points too, except, which I guess is not a big deal. They're not making anything out of it in the final split. But I was just so confused mm. why he locked into something, which is, is similar to what you guys are saying. Well, like, was, it, was it a long contract? He might have just signed for a split, though. Like, maybe he just signed for one split. It does And he, maybe he thought he's playing regional three and he's like, ah, I'll sign for a split, play regional three get paid a little bit of money and then have a different option. I don't know if he's locked in, if he signed like for a whole year, that's probably a mistake. He, he didn't seem locked in. I, I okay. talked to him about it when it happened and he's not a super talkative kid anyway. So I didn't get a ton out of him, but it did sound like he wasn't like locked in, but now that he's playing with Xset and he's playing with rapid, I mean, I don't really know. I, I didn't get much from him either way, but I'm not sure what they paid him either. Like I, I, what I was worried is like this kid, it was insane from my perspective. And I just wanted to be sure that he was like the right thing was happening for him. And mm. I'm not saying Exit didn't, you know, hook him up as some great prodigy. You know, maybe they did. And, and by any means, you should, definitely should sign like some kind of insane offer. But I did think, I mean, I agree with Hootie. I thought it was it was early for Evo to uh, to lock into something like that. 
But Zen is, mm. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Zen's different. He's just yeah, Zen is different. Guy. Agreed. Yeah. Sh <laughs> shout out to CJ for the prime sub. But also yeah. Turbo did confirm that EJ or EJ what Evo has secured the bag. Okay. Evo, okay. Good. Okay. If that's the case, then I hey, if he's <laughs> hey, hey if he secures <laughs> the bag, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Evo got the bag. That's right. That's right. I just knew the ads were coming up, so I want to still be able to watch the stream. <laughs> 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 yeah, adds in uh, 37 seconds, by the way. Be ready, Ooh, chat. Rough. <laughs> rough. <clears throat> no, I'm actually not even sure. Do we have much else? Well, we we've, we've covered all the teams, I think. We've covered everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that was, we, we, we did it. That was a banger. We did, did do it. it. Any any closing thoughts, I guess, before these ads roll through? <laughs> <laughs> you got five seconds. Yeah. Drop, drop the big leak right <laughs> when the ads hit. <laughs> that was fun. That was, uh, that was clean. It was a good episode. Franchising L. Yeah, yeah I, I really mm -hmm. liked uh, CJ's sub was the highlight for me. <laughs> Franchising so. L. We're all moving to APAC, and Evo secured a bag. All yeah. right. Nice. There we go. <laughs> all right. Well, that's one way to wrap it up. Chat, thank you, everybody. Uh, well, thank you to our, our guests for joining us. Uh, shout out to them in chat. Oh, and thank Nina you. are going to dominate. Yeah, that too. Always. I mean, they're the major region. They're, they are the region. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, chat, thank you for uh, joining the stream. Thank you for chilling. Thank you for watching Chalkcast. If you guys don't know, uh, Chalkcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so you can check it out there for the audio version. But I do also upload it on my second channel, so if you did miss any any of it, uh, there will be a link on Twitter in about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, but we'll see. Um, catch you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching.